0: I have to change, I have to change uh, stickers.
1: You should put it on this your forecast though.
0: Is, is number be interesting to see uh, how many of these things there actually was.
2: Yeah, because this will count. You know, you could, you could auction them all on eBay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all in the garbage already.
0: <laughs> They're all in my cum-filled garbage. Uh. Um, <laughs>
2: And that's all I need for the intro. Thank you very much.
0: What's going on, everybody? This this is the intro now. Am I doing the
2: intro? Is this what we're doing?
0: Yeah, whatever. What's going on, everybody? Izzy Presley here coming to you from beautiful downtown Burbank, California. I'm not in my mom's basement somewhere in Sheboygan. That's right. I am in Los Angeles. I am here along with the one and only Tommy Summers and, of course, the tool, the chin hair himself, The most hated motherfucker in podcasting. And in KISS fandom, Michael Branvold, Three Sides of the Coin. The talent has arrived, baby. This
3: is Three Sides of the Coin. Talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. <laughs>
2: Okay. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. We've got just a weird, weird roster of hosts today. We've got no Mark. Lisa backed out because she's got kids at home, and I said, "Well, bring the kid on the show. Your kid and Izzy could play while we actually chat." <laughs> oh! Wow. And of course, we're joined uh, by oh. Izzy because when Hi, all guys. else when all else fails, and we got absolutely nothing we can do. Call Izzy because we know he ain't doing anything.
0: (laughs) Actually, I I should be practicing right now, but I took a break to talk to you, flags. Guitar. I have gigs next weekend. Yeah, we're going to let him. He's going to have to pimp
1: all that stuff.
2: You call call being in a tribute band gigs all weekend?
0: It's a gig, right? (laughs) Okay. He's got a point. He's got you on the technicality.
2: Technicality in Izzy's favor.
0: Am I playing music for money? Yes, I am. That is called a gig, my friend.
2: Got it. Are you coming home? For how Thanksgiving? much money? That's how this is happening.
0: Uh, no, no, that's uh, it's actually the following week. Okay, so. gotcha. All right,
2: cool. Yeah. So, so, so before we get in, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk. Oh, that's right, we got a hit and run today. Yeah. Um, let's let's. Let's chat about a few things beforehand. Oh, yes. Let's. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So b- before we get into what I know Tommy and I want to chat about, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, Izzy, I'm awfully disappointed I did not win the Green Mankini.
0: Well, if you would have ponied up the money.
2: Well, as you I was to telling Tommy before you were on, I backed out at, at 50 bucks because I figured – um, spending more than $50 for something that's touched your balls just wasn't worth it to me.
0: <laughs> it's been laundered. That man, Kini is, uh, it, it's, it's monsters of rock cruise lore. Um, it's part of the monsters of rock cruise history. So I, I, I put it up as a joke. I'm like hey, maybe somebody will buy it for 30 bucks and I'll get a laugh on it and they can put it on their wall or something. Right. Um, what happened was, um, I tweeted it out with two hours left and, uh, Aaron Imholt from the Steel Toe Morning Show from Rockin' 101, um, who he's a real radio guy. He does his show live, and he has listener feedback and interaction, yada, yada, yada. And his listeners are hardcore deplorables, and we love them because that's how they are. And they'll do anything to embarrass the hell out of him. So he put it up as a joke and all of a sudden people started bidding on it and that's when you tapped out Mr. Bramble. Yeah,
2: because you know um, I was I was I was one of the very first bids in there and I was going back and forth with one person I don't know who it was when it was around 30 35 40 and I kept raising it a dollar or whatever and I'm like god there's no way this is going to go past 50 and then all of a sudden I saw the the post by the radio station I'm like fuck,
0: <laughs> fuck. So what ha- so what happened was I got a text from his second mic for the day. He has a different second mic every day, and he goes, "Dude, call in." I'm like, "What?" I happened to be up because I was negotiating this uh, this Nashville thing um, for the for for Monday the second, and he goes, "Call in." I'm like, "All right." And they told me what was going on, and as this is going on. Um, Aaron's sponsors started texting him, going, We're gonna throw gift certificates on this. So they got like free golf, VIP passes to his comedy show, which I am now going to be doing while I'm up there on the seventh in uh, Little Falls. Um, and also, I, I said, All right, I tell you what, if it hits $300, I'll throw in the very last Ezzy Presley Monsters a Rock Cruise, uh, Cruiser Jam t shirt. So it hit 300, and then I go, Aaron, if This hits $500. You have to wear this during your comedy set. And he goes, no, no, God, no way, no way, no way. But then him forgetting what his audience is really like to do anything to embarrass the hell out of him, he goes, fuck it. Yes, if it hits $500, I will wear that on stage during one of my comedy shows, and it went for $540.
2: I know. I was it was just moving <laughs> fast and furious. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? I'm like I know. And and and, and it was funny because I told I told um uh Tommy, Mark, and Lisa like when it first launched, I was like, guys, somehow I feel like Three Sides needs to own this. I don't know what we would do with it, but I just feel like we need it.
0: It would go on your wall right right behind you. In a nice frame. Well,
2: I also I also thought I might get track down like a jump one piece like jumpsuit and put it on over the jumpsuit because i'm sorry i don't care even if you washed it it ain't it ain't touching my my man parts well that's just the wrong
0: park would the, put it on upside down oh god we don't it's two sizes <laughs> or too we'd small send it or to we'd, send it, to li- to or we'd
2: send it to lisa to put on
0: it would fit lisa it would fit lisa um but here's the best part so i said as, you know as a jokey i'll send you an autographed picture of me wearing it um so i included two of them. One mm-hmm. from 2014 and one from 2016. And the one from 2016 is that picture where you, Eddie Trunk's in the background yeah, making that horrible. Face, yeah. Yada, yada. So I'm at the post office signing these things, you know, getting ready to pack them up and ship them out with the T-shirt. And as I'm signing my ass, this beautiful blonde is about my height, comes up behind me. And I'm signing this thing. And I look up and I'm like, I'm not in line. Go ahead. I'm like, okay, I, I can't flirt with her. <laughs> She's seen me signing my pimply ass.
2: And that and, and again, that is why Izzy is single. Yeah,
0: well, one of the reasons. <laughs> one, of, one of many.
2: Oh, I, I, there's just something about that green man, Kitty I mean, because we had we had you on talking about that like when it first happened so it's i just feel like that's part of history
1: mention well we for the folks that are tuning in that don't know the history here we should probably tell them what it is
0: um the before i was working on the monsters of rock cruise i was with rockin 101 and we were on there as a radio station because we were the very first radio station to in the country to do anything with the very first monster's raw crew. So they kept inviting us back and wanting us involved, yada, yada, yada. Um, Thank you, Larry Moran. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to do something outlandish. Um, I bought this thing and it was over St. Patrick's day. So we were, and we were at sea on St. Patrick's day. So everybody was on the boat. We, um, we got together with a gym, and we worked out. We busted our ass for a month, and I lost a lot of weight. And I kind of got in somewhat of a shape um, more than, you know, a pregnant WNBA player. And I, I planned this whole thing out. It was uh, Femme Fatale was on stage on the pool deck, and I brought my Elvis jumpsuit because I used to do Elvis shows, right? And I put the mankini on, and it's two sizes too small. So there's some serious tucking that was involved. Um then I put the jumpsuit on. Oh yeah, listen <laughs> to her. Um so I put the jumpsuit on and I had uh Morgan and our friend Shannon. Tommy, you know Shannon. I just saw uh, her last weekend. Yeah, I love her. Love She's her She's
1: fantastic.
0: She is. <laughs> yeah. Um so so I'm walking I'm walking around the boat in the jumpsuit and I'm handing out scarves. And their their job is to give me the scarves to to hand to people, and that's when I I think that's when I first met uh, 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 Daryl, not Daryl Dwarf, uh, um, um, uh, the singer. Um, Russ. Russ, thank you, thank you.
2: Um, I'm having a brain fart here. And you're wearing his T-shirt, for Christ's sake. I'm wearing his T-shirt! Jesus Christ, right. take take the T-shirt off and send it back. You didn't even know his I name.
0: just woke up. Give me a fucking break. Um, so anyways, so I'm walking around, and I'm handing the scarves out, and I, and I walk around Femme Fatale, who's on the pool deck, and the pool behind it was open because it was like half of the whatever. And I, I walked up onto the edge of the pool and the girls peeled it off to reveal the mankini. And I stood there in all my glory. The cameras came up. There's a great shot from the side where you see John Karabi sitting on the edge of the pool. And he's just doing this. <laughs> it was golden. So that's uh, stuck with me forever. Perfect. <laughs> Only Izzy. That's how I made my mark. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you're it,
1: you're right on par with Will, who is the dick guy. You know, who thinks that there's a oh film,
0: yeah, neck, yeah 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 album cover.
1: You guys are like neck and neck. We should do a right. poll.
2: You know.
0: <laughs> you said dick in a poll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only Izzy would say that. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. that's so that.
0: That's the lore of the Mankini, and uh, I, I actually did the wear that on Fent- with them Fent- on stage um, during one of their other shows on the boat, um, and I'm then sure uh, oh, it was it was hilarious. Um, but then um, then it was retired, and then two years later, Big John, you guys know Big John, Big John Murray, mm-hmm. um, is he? I'm getting a mankini. You're wearing yours, too. I'm like, no, God, no. No, 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 Can't keep going back to the well. And, John, nobody needs to see you in a fucking mankini. So it happened again. And uh, then it's it's been officially retired ever since.
1: And, and now it's for for sure retired because you no longer are going to own it.
0: Yeah, actually, hold on. I have it right here.
1: You might want to show people what it looks like.
0: This is this is what it looks like. And um, actually, I have signed it, and Aaron Immelt is going to sign it, too, before we give it to our uh, our buddy Aaron uh, Norgard, I think is his last name, from Becker, who won. Okay. So, uh, So, yeah, that's the deal with it. And if you guys are in Minnesota, you can come to the show. It is at Cabin Fever in Little Falls on December 7th. Uh, shows at 7.30. Tickets are almost gone um, because Imholt is going to be wearing this thing, so tickets sold like that. But there are still a few tickets available if you guys want to go. Um, hit it up. There you and go. You can, and you can see me do stand-up.
2: Yeah. Please, just go for that and, and report back to us. If if any of our listeners actually go see Izzy do stand-up, you can be a guest on the show. That was okay?
0: I tell you what, I killed opening for Don Jameson.
2: You
1: killed Don Jameson?
0: No, I killed opening for Don oh. Jameson. <laughs> <Fuck>.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. And, okay, Izzy, anything else you want to catch us up on? You um, just had your 300th episode, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I just I just did and I celebrated with no guest. <laughs> just me bitching out Motley Crue fans whining.
2: And and you didn't even reach out to not. me? I mean, I wasn't even worth a no guest appearance. I mean, uh, that's that's what we looked to no, you for. I, I,
0: I did think about it and then um I just wanted to vent and rant and have fun. Um so but I but then uh, I was actually gonna reach out to you today, but then you hit me up yesterday. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll just uh, I'll confront him on here.
2: Uh-oh, what are you going to confront me on?
0: Oh, no, if we get into the crew thing, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, But anyways, while I while I am up, up there uh, December s- at Stoney's in Rockville, um, no cover for that. Just come on down and uh, drink and have fun and listen to Ace Fraley music and Kiss music. I just saw Ace.
2: That's what we heard. They let you in the building. That's us. They let That's me good. in the
0: building, yeah. It was awesome. Do you guys want to know the set list?
2: I'm sure it's pretty much all Kiss songs.
0: Well, of course it is, but all right, here I got it. But he's added a couple of things. All right, so um, this was from Sunday night in Pasadena. So Somebody gave me the set list: uh, "Rocket Ride," "Parasite," "Hard Times," uh, "Watching You," "Snowblind," "Rip It Out," "She," "Strange Ways," "Love Gun," "Rock Soldiers," "New York Groove," "Shock Me," "Cold Gin." Uh, Wayne Kramer was supposed to be there, but he did not show up. Um, Detroit and Deuce, and it's—I don't know if anybody's seen him lately. But what they've done now is um, they've added that ending, that uh, Black Diamond ending from Alive 1 at the end of uh, Cold Gin, and it's really fucking cool. Oh, nice. That sounds like a pretty cool set list. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Did Did Ace recognize you? No, he didn't see me. I didn't get to see him. I just watched. PJ didn't let that happen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Smart Smart man. Man. That's why he's a manager. Right, right. That's why he makes six bucks.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it was good shows. Uh, Ace went on a couple pro-Trump rants. And, uh, you know, know, nothing like doing that in California. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) Um, All right. So, Tommy, do you have any comments you want to make, read, share? Well, I thought about it. But they're all pretty
1: much the same. You know, talking about our episode from last week uh, in the magic book that may or may not happen. So I was thinking rather than do that, let's discuss the chain of comments on one of your posts from today because it's much more interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Michael put up – t- I want to clarify a few things. We reached out to Ross and asked him if he wanted to come on the show and that we would do- be doing – a show about the book, and he declined. So he can't complain about the outcome. And it's interesting to me how some people say, or actually he was saying that most of what we said is inaccurate and false.
2: Of course he did so, he didn't he didn't clarify what was inaccurate and false. He didn't correct anything. He just said it was all inaccurate and false.
1: Yeah. So so then let's say to them, okay, if we we're inaccurate or we were making false statements. Please enlighten us. Please correct us. Come on the show. Tell us tell exactly, us. yeah, or tell us exactly in a post what we got wrong. I, I would love to know, and I would love to hear him answer all of the questions that we have.
2: And, and let's, let's just be clear. Our questions aren't just the three of us trying to be dicks and destroy somebody's dream. These are questions that many fans who are paid customers are asking. You should want to answer these questions not because we're asking, but because somebody who gave you $150 is asking, how much of this book is done and when am I getting it?
1: Yeah, and the reason that we had the follow-up episode is because we had the first one, as you know many of you do. We pulled it, and we pulled it for good reason. And here we are four and a half, hour, or four and a half years later, we took a, a lot of shit for it. And we did a follow-up because it looks like the thing's starting to fall apart with a lot of people getting frustrated. And then we start getting all of these messages after that absolutely weird video that he made a, a month or so back that was like – he's almost like a politician. He really didn't answer any question. It just – everything went in a circle. So that got us to go thinking, well, you know, why don't we have an episode we'll invite Tom on? and get his two cents because look, Tom is a, an author and he's published, and he's pub- self-published many books. He's used different types of um, ways to earn or raise the money to do them. And so we thought he'd be a great source, which he was. So we've got some people that are complaining that we don't know anything about publishing and this and that, well, of course we don't. We never said that we did. So it's I feel like if you're gonna make a comment, at least watch the show before you make the comment that's how i feel
2: yeah yeah uh, you know we i i think it's safe to say we stand behind everything we said we also were very hopeful that it does happen that it yeah, does I'll get released again. because we, I hope
1: we are holding one of those books going boy were we wrong i would love to see that course you know we might all be on social security by the time it happens
2: somebody made an interesting post somewhere and i can't remember where but they said do you realize that in the same time it's taken raw the in the same amount of time that we've been dealing with ross and his book kiss released their debut album hotter than hell dressed to kill alive destroyer rock and roll over love gun and four solo albums and toured all in the same amount of time that we've been taught. We've been all waiting for this book to come out.
1: Well, and someone's daughter is now a doctor, (laughs) you know, and the reason that we're, we're, we keep bringing this up is because we aren't the ones who, who gave a deadline. He's given a couple of deadlines and has changed his mind and backed it up. The latest was, it'll be in your hands by Christmas of 2019. Look, I don't care one way or another. I've got no horse in the race. But when we have people who support, listen to our show, that want to know what the hell is going on, I think it's our right when he's talking publicly to ask these questions.
2: Well, listen, I mean, Three Sides of the Coin is a KISS commentary show. It's always been commentary about KISS, KISS fans, and KISS-related stuff. It's our opinions, We've never tried to be the show that's here to talk about the news and, you know, all about reviewing every album. It's just our opinions. So this is clearly something in the Kiss Online world that's a hot topic. (laughs) To, to, To think that we wouldn't comment on it is just foolish. And frankly, if we really were vindictive and out to destroy this, it wouldn't be four and a half years that we let this go on before we said something. We would have said something every year trying to torpedo it. We didn't. We kept our nose out of it.
1: And here's the other piece of it, okay? And I want you guys that are so supportive to give this a little bit, just a modicum of thought. So let's say he does get the book done, and he's already facing two cease and desists. Even if he completes the book, Who's to say you're ever going to actually physically get it into your hands because it's no different than that Sammy Hagar book that was written many years ago or our guest Mark who put together that KISS photo book. Look what ended up happening to them. It basically wiped them out. There was a cease and desist that they cannot physically send that product out. So then, what does he do? Does he defy court order or the lawsuit and start sending out the books that he's not authorized to send out, even though they're printed? So it's very possible that even if he finishes this book, we never, we may never see the uh, the end result of it. I don't know.
0: Hey, I, I got a dumb question uh, for people like me that have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Um, what is this book supposed to be about?
2: Kiss. It's supposed to be this. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a five 500- hundred. <laughs> I tried to keep it as simple as possible for you, <clears throat> Yes. It's
1: supposed to be a 540-page, super deluxe, awesome book with all these photos no one's ever seen before covering 73 to 83.
3: Oh, And wow.
1: he came on four and a half years ago and hadn't written a word. So we pulled the episode before the week was even up because we're like, we don't want people crowdfunding this when we don't feel like it's going to be out within a year. Oh, because he hadn't written one word. He hadn't spoken to one single photographer at that point. He had nothing. And we're like, well, we can't support this. So we just pulled the episode. And, of course, we had a bunch of people saying, you guys just freaking hate okay. so, it. So, so ba-
2: back then, four and a half years ago, he did a Kickstarter campaign gotcha, attempting to raise $100,000 to finance the book. I think he raised half 40, 50, 60, something in that area. Um, And then in 2018, early 2018, he put I guess you could say pre-order, pre-sales of the book up on PayPal where you could purchase the book. Even though the book wasn't done, he was selling the book. He charged people's credit cards back in 2018. Um, Not not. I did a little digging because I spent a lot of time in in e commerce, and generally, when you sell something online, if the you don't charge a customer's credit card until the product ships, so Aha. you know
1: you take e- the order, but you don't run the card.
2: Right, you take all the information. It's there. I mean, <clears> this can this is exactly like what iTunes does when you pre-order a release on iTunes. You don't get charged immediately. But the day the album is released and it shows up in your iTunes library, you get charged the 999 for the album. that's That's generally the way most people handle online sales for pre-orders. Um, it's not technically illegal to charge the credit card right away, but you do put yourself at a lot of risk and a lot of other potential problems, right and And one of the big ones is... Somebody like PayPal gives you everybody. You purchase something using PayPal, PayPal gives you 180 days buyer protection. It's basically, you can go back to PayPal within 180 days and dispute your purchase. And they might pull the funds back while they try to resolve it and blah, blah, blah. After 180 days, you got no, no resolution. You can't dispute anything. A lot of times banks and credit cards are the same way. Try going back and disputing a purchase from two years ago on your visa card. It's going to be pretty difficult to make that mm-hmm. case stick. If you did it within, you know, three months, four months, yeah, you probably have no problem. The bank would probably side with you, put the funds back while they research it. I've, I've, I'm have sure we've all done it. I've done that not a lot, but we've all done it eventually. Um, so there's all these customers who have no recourse now they can't they can't dispute this they can't have paypal do anything they can't have their bank they can't have their credit card company they can't do anything they can ask the author to refund the money but the author has actually said he doesn't have money he's got to take it from his own personal finances and it might take him a while to get the money to 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 refund customers which It just seems wrong. If you've raised $150,000, you should have money to refund. I mean, you should. It's there. You raise the money. So a
1: lot of the claims that he's made go against everything when we've been able to find out about how PayPal functions or how this type of thing works.
2: He's claiming that PayPal, and this is correct, PayPal won't allow him to refund money after a refund and order after 180 days, which means he can't go into his PayPal account and just click a button next to a transaction and say refund, basically. But he could send money just like any of us can send money to anybody you want on PayPal as a friend.
0: Izzy Presley at Yahoo.com.
2: There you go. Send Izzy Presley at Yahoo.com. Five bucks. Five bucks. It can be done. Of course, yes. that money comes out of your bank, your account, wherever your funds, whatever you've connected PayPal to. Um, it's just so much of this didn't sit right, up. Didn't add up. And we just asked a lot of questions. And honestly, would love to have him come answer the questions and to come on our, our page and say um, he, he didn't want to come on the show and we could have just asked him. Well, it's like, dude, we did. We asked you to come on and answer the questions. The point—that's the whole point. Muse, muff magnet. (laughs) Please, this is a kiss podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This may change. Um, So,
2: I, you know, we we said what we needed to say last week. It's going to work. Something's going to happen. This is going to work out on its own. Customers are going to mass defect. The book will get done. I hope the book gets done so all these customers who paid over $150,000 to him get their book.
1: Even the people who think we're assholes, I don't want you to lose your money. And I think it's great that you're so supportive, but don't be blind to the facts, because if you've got money invested, why wouldn't you ask a question like this? Why wouldn't you ask, well, when is it going to be done? How many pages are done? You know, all of the pertinent questions. I'm just challenging you to think for yourself. That's
2: all we're doing. Stop so, drinking the Kool-Aid. So basically,
0: he's he's saying you guys are wrong about him, not wrong about KISS.
2: Yeah, we're wrong. Okay. Everything we said about not everything, most of what we said is false. I don't okay. know what. Okay. I don't know what what is false. I mean, we read statements directly from PayPal. We read statements that he directly made online. Um, we talked about the timeline of what's happened over the last four and a half years. So, I, I welcome if he wants to answer the questions. I mean, the the, the basic question is: he is people are like, okay, you first announced this book four and a half years ago how many pages are done in this 500 and some page book how many pages do you complete in a day a week whatever so we know how close we are to the finish line right i mean that's a fair request to make of somebody who took your money years ago
0: yeah absolutely absolutely it sounds like you guys have uh, just about a good a chance of getting him on the show as i have getting eddie van halen on the show to come and clear the air about his cancer
1: actually i think you have a better shot
0: oh wow that's impressive yeah that's impressive
1: yeah so that's what, and so we're talking about it because people that support and listen to this show many have sent money and we just would love to see them get the book i like
2: i said and, I and, and we, and, we and we've heard from a number of them who have Asked for their money to be refunded, and are not getting it refunded.
1: Wow. That's part of it, yeah. Because he's always said, "Look, if you don't want, if you want your money back, fine. Just let me know, and I'll get you your money back." So now people have asked for refunds, and we've heard uh, from them saying, "Well, I've been trying to get it for weeks now, and he doesn't have any money to send me."
0: So he he was he was taking money to buy a book, and then in all reality, it was probably. Dude, there was Jack Daniels and cocaine and lots of cocaine. I don't know. No, it's not yeah. Izzy Presley
2: writing a book. No, yeah. That, that, yeah, that would be you as an author.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. I will say this. If anybody does send $5 to Izzy Presley at Yahoo.com via PayPal, you will get Izzy Presley's Waze voice. That's
1: so so disturbing. I don't. It's hilarious.
3: About
2: it. It, it actually is. Everything. I gotta say, I, I I got it, and it's pretty funny to listen to Izzy give you directions.
0: Yeah, Tommy, I didn't send that to you. No. Oh, I will. It's hilarious. It is. Right. It's, it's pretty
2: hilarious. hilarious. It's a fucking riot.
0: <laughs> so
1: there <laughs> you go. We've <laughs> we've said all we're going to say. Now let's move on.
2: So 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 t- hey, so, t- hey. t- so today, um, Tommy announced a hit and run. And we haven't done one in a long time, and they're fun. And Izzy can join in where he can, where he can contribute. But you know, I want. I went back to Tommy after he posted. I'm like, dude, you know, make sure these people know they don't have to ask us kiss questions. Because right. because after you had first posted it, the questions were coming in. Well, what do you think about kiss in Australia? What do you think about is kiss gonna ever do this? Did 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 Eric do this with the? It's like really do i have to talk about kiss
1: right well like the (laughs) first question out of the box was from mark c in detroit lisa do you have a landing strip guess we won't get the answer to that one
2: (laughs) (laughs) so such as kiss questions all right all right Uh, so we'll revert izzy do you have a landing strip
0: uh no i uh shave it all
2: Good. Goes with it, the it, man- bigger. it goes with the mankini. You don't well, want you any have, of that stuff hanging out. You
0: have to shave to wear that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good Lord. Okay, so without further ado, the first question is this. Uh, Paul Beaner, in the spirit of the last episode, which we were talking to the author who has that new Kiss non-makeup book coming out, what are your favorite deep tracks off the non-makeup era? is he? you want
0: to go first i'm alive okay i'm alive off of uh off of asylum that that song is exactly what kiss wanted to sound like with eddie van halen if you, th- if you listened back it's like that's what they would have sounded like with eddie bruce fucking killed it killed it um and i do love burn bitch burn uh <gasps> i can't help it it's, it's fun <laughs> it's
2: so cheesy that it's awesome
0: mm-hmm. um
2: is it as cheesy no, no, as, no. Hey, is it as cheesy as pasta from Seven Eleven? I don't
0: fucking. <laughs> um, um. God, what else do I like? I, it just, just, I just. Those are the ones that pop up at the top. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: um, I would. I, first of all, if you're saying deep track, I immediately have to go to Kiss Asylum as an album because that whole album is just said it many times. So underrated. So yeah poorly judged by the costumes that they wore during that era but that album is really good so um, King of the Mountain I think is massive and and then I would also go back to No 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 off of Crazy Nights I freaking love starting that song off with a guitar solo that is just so different yeah and it was a great solo by Bruce
1: yeah I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I would choose Exciter. Oh yeah, and I'll fight hell to hold you. I those
0: was just going to say that, dude.
1: Excellent choice. Yes, Excellent choice. And it's just and for me it's just they're really well written songs that I still listen to to this day. That's it's, it's literally as simple as that. Uh, next question, Christian Blatt. What moment in history do you most wish you could have seen in person? For me, I think it's the unplug taping, but the Palladium 1980 show would have been amazing too.
2: Oh, you want to go first, Michael? Do you know? Sure. What moment in history? <laughs> um, when when Kiss played Bloomington, Minnesota on the Dynasty Tour, and I was a stupid idiot and didn't realize I could buy tickets to go to a concert. Stood in line for three hours to meet him the night before, but had brain fart that gee i could actually go see them in concert what an idiot fair enough you're not you're nobody's a bigger tool than me when it comes to that please
0: my realistic one is uh crazy nights tour because that would have been my first concert but i couldn't find anybody to take me um the dream one obviously is uh um um um, uh, what was the first show um uh coventry
2: Yeah, that 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 would be a cool moment in history to go way way back before they were known for anything.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have been at that L.A. show, the Letangs Dance Studio, when Alice Cooper showed up. Okay, that's when I would have out in L.A. That's the one I would have liked to have seen because that was when Neil Bogart brought him out to the West Coast to introduce them. Oh, okay. That would have been my choice. Um, okay. There's some stuff that we're, we're just not going to be able to go through because we just honestly, guys, we appreciate the detailed questions, but there's some that we just truly don't have answers to. Like, uh, Roberto wanted to know if the beacon theater was videotaped. I
2: have, I have no no idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael, don't, Can- don't, don't, don't pass up the hard-hitting questions if there are any. Oh, I won't. Uh, Michael Canavan
1: wants to know, what is the greatest cover song Kiss has ever recorded? He loves Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio.
2: Oh, I was just going to say that right there. That's it. Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio by the Ramones? Yeah. Same for you, Is.
0: Yeah, but I, mean, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for uh, Then She Kissed Me.
1: I love that song. That's good. But I would choose um, Venus and Mars Rock Show after the Art of McCartney.
2: That's, mm. that, that would be my number two pick.
1: Yeah. I just love that version. I think it's absolutely phenomenal.
2: Um,
1: this one's kind of an interesting because the Jay uh, Gustafson's going on an assumption. Uh, do you... How do you feel about Gene being a better singer than Paul for quite some time? Does it make you less excited about seeing them in concert?
2: Uh, To me, uh, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Gene's always been a different kind of vocalist than Paul has been. Gene's always been more guttural, growling type of vocalist. Paul was a rock star singing. Yep. You know, and yeah, we we all know Paul's voice is not the same as it was now. But at this point, it's like we've it's like what we've said all along, especially since the end of the road tour. We just don't care about what's going on with vocals anymore. It's just like get past it. There's so much more in life than every day going. Eh, Paul can't sing. Paul can't sing. It's like, dude, really? Really, I I don't care anymore about it. I just don't. It, we acknowledge it. It is what it is. And guess what? All of our bitching isn't going to change anything.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And and I guess I never felt that Gene was necessarily a better singer than Paul because they gravitate more to Paul's songs. Doesn't make him better. He's just like you said. They're different.
2: They're different. Okay.
1: Um, Patrick Daniels was the Ace and Peter Bad boys tour put together as a way for Gina Paul to monitor via George suet what shape ace and Peter were really in for a possible reunion we've heard uh,
2: that've I've heard that speculation I couldn't tell you that I know that to be fact okay. I would I would guess no I mean the reality is and it's not just like this with kiss but all of these Theories and conspiracy theories and whatever in the world. It takes a lot of effort to actually make those things true, if that's what you're trying to imply. And a lot of people have to be involved and a lot of people have to keep their mouth shut. Yeah. And people can't keep their mouth shut. No.
0: no. no. Especially in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. And that's, that's about as far-fetched as, Paul, far as the, uh, Paul McCartney is dead.
2: Now, now, now. Did yeah. Gene and Paul pay attention to the Bad Boys tour when they went out? I'm sure they had somebody what going. Year?
0: What year was that?
2: That would have been 94.
0: 94, 95. Well, I suppose. Yeah, that's not timeline sounds right.
2: Timeline makes it right. And and but but did did Gene and Paul go? Hey, you two guys need to go out and do a tour so we can see if you can cut it to come in the band. No. No. Nope. So, somebody, George Suet was like, dude. Let's get Ace and Peter together. They've never done solo tours together. It should sell tickets. It frankly it could have been it, literally it, that. It didn't sell, at least where I went. It didn't sell more than yes. a couple hundred tickets. But did Gene and Paul pay attention to it? I'm sure they did to see do they have chops? Do the you know they're just curious. What's going on? What's the response?
0: Yeah, makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: I think that that some of it is coincidental more than likely and and some of it was to Michael's point, just to hey, we could sell some tickets this way. Yeah. Um, Stephen Rhodes, what future plans do you have for your show?
0: Ah, uh, keep bringing Izzy back? <laughs> yeah,
2: that's. Um, figuring All out of- how to get Ralph back on the show after we fired him.
0: You see, I could do the show from my mom's basement right here on Three Sides of the Coin, because 42% of the time means 79%
1: of the time that Dr. Fuck is in the house. You had to get him started, didn't
2: you? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's what I do. Um, You know what, plan? Seriously, I mean, folks, we don't have plans for what we were going to do today when we hit the record button. Well, Well, I should say we did today, but last night, no, we didn't when we were like, hmm okay what are we going to talk about mark can't be here. he can join us oh tommy's like well, let's do a hit and run that's about the extent of our planning
1: yeah but i can tell you this from my point of view we will continue doing this show as long
2: as we're having fun that's it that's the only reason we because we sure as hell ain't making money doing I was this
0: say, why in the hell do you keep doing it then because it's fun
2: yeah, you know. All right, you know, Tommy. Here, I'll throw should. something legit in. We're gonna relaunch Three Sides of the Coin Radio.
1: Yeah. Do you want to go into a little bit? Yeah, yeah what, I'll give what, you guys you a
2: little bit of a detail. So, as you know, it was it was pretty much one year ago we had l- launched Three Sides of the Coin Radio on the Monsters of Rock channel, but a number of months ago we stopped. It 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 was it was a lot of work. We weren't getting a lot of feedback, oh. not necessarily from Fans, but we weren't getting feedback as to, you know, how the radio show was actually doing. Um, so we kind of put it on hiatus. In the meantime, I ran across this new online app called um, Stationhead. Go find the app. It's Right now it's only available for iOS, but beginning of next year, early next year, it'll be out on Android. They're also working on a desktop version. But get Station Head, the app. It's free. Install it. Um, we're gonna launch a three sides of the coin station on there. Now, what's really nice because some of the limitations of our old show was you, it was only on two hours Sunday night. You either listened or you were out of luck. You know, it was they, they they really wanted it to be live radio, where you if you miss you've got to tune in, otherwise you miss it and it's never back again. Well, so many of our listeners couldn't listen. They're in Australia. They're in the UK. You know, it's like, you want me to stay up until 3 in the morning to listen to two hours? I'm like, yeah, I'd love you to, but I understand you can't. Station Head is broadcasting KISS music 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. So there we can have live
1: updates when we're at shows and stuff. Yeah. So, so, so we can do some cool content for you guys that we could have never done in the other situation because of its parameters.
2: And and so it, like right now, if you're watching this and you go to the station head app and search for three sides, you'll find our station and there's KISS music playing. There's I don't know. I've probably got nine hours worth of KISS music set up in, in rotation. Lots of deep cuts. Um, where where was I? Oh, but, but we will be able to do live music breaks when we want to. So I'm not saying this is going to happen every week at a set day and time, but we're going to be able to sit here and go, hey, you know what? Tommy and Mike want to come on and do a one hour show. So for one hour, we're going to cut in and we'll do live breaks between songs like real live radio the cool thing is that when we do that those those episodes so to speak are recorded and you can listen to them back on demand at any time you want so again you want to listen to somebody like tommy and me go go on or even izzy can come on and join us um you don't have to listen live which is really great the big again the biggest issue our old listeners had was they just couldn't listen. And it, yeah. was only, it was only two hours. And it's like, no. Now we can have music all day long. You can truly have 24-7 KISS music. And I don't think we've got rock and roll all night anywhere in our rotation. I think, right. we've, I think we've got the demo version of Love Gun, but you're not getting the studio version of Love Gun. So we're still going to do deep tracks. So head over to Station Head get the app, search for 3 sides, follow us, listen to music when we're on the air, you there's a live chat room so you can chat with us when we're live on the air, you can make requests. You can request a a, a kiss song and we can add it right into rotation for you. It's got a lot of cool features. Very cool and they've got a lot of a lot of plans for some interesting growth for this app, so
1: So, yeah, this will be fun, and we'll keep you updated as to how things go as we move forward. Yep. Um, Next one, Michael Newman. Do any of you have a band that you were not a fan of, then you went to see them in concert and became a huge fan after seeing them live?
0: Winger and Mr. Big, First Avenue, 1991. Okay. I got drugged there. No, I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not going to see Winger and Mr. Big. Mm Mm-mm. And you walk in, and the first avenue is full of women, and uh,
2: immediately Izzy's like, "Oh, this might not be a like, bad this, idea." We'll
0: we'll, well, we'll give him a listen, and then Mr. Big came on, and they, they did the dueling drill solo shit, and it's like, "Holy shit, these guys are amazing!" And then Winger came on, and they fucking ruled. It was awesome. I'm Kip, fans of Kip, both now.
2: You know, as much as Kip Winger takes heat all the time, he's a phenomenal musician. Oh, he is, and he is. and listen the the stage moves while playing the bass and singing please that's and he, that's skill
0: he was on another FM podcast a couple months back um promoting this broadway show that he that broadway record that he just recorded and it's uh it's 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 like a rock and roll jack the ripper type story and it is really good did did you really good do
2: you know who actually really did win a grammy kip winger kip winger won a grammy That's for a right. classical album That's
1: That's right.
2: Right. so he's got the real grammy statue kip
1: yeah he yeah. doesn't he
2: doesn't have one of those paper
1: participation you know,
2: participation awards
1: yeah It's a gift that <laughs> just keeps killing. all right um
0: oh you guys did, oh you no guys i didn't answer. i didn't
2: answer um oh. You know, so it's got to be an opening band that I saw because I would never go see, buy a ticket to go see a band I wasn't a fan of if they were the main show. So I'm trying to think who was, who, who did I see that I, I don't know if there's any that I saw that I didn't like going in, but there's plenty of opening bands that I didn't know of that I discovered because they were playing.
1: And see, and I had a couple of ones that I actually physically went to. And to go into detail here just a little bit, it there was never that I hated them. It was more, or even that I didn't necessarily like them. I didn't, A, didn't know anything about them, or B, was just indifferent. I think that's a, a more fair of a way to say it. So the first one would be Bruce Springsteen, because he plays for three and a half hours, puts on one hell of a show. And the people love them. The second one would be winery dogs. Oh,
2: fuck. didn't
1: know anything about them really, but went on Izzy's recommendation, and I love them. That
2: can be dangerous, though. he's also recommended. He's also recommended. Seven Eleven pasta. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, no, but seriously, on. With, now, what's he, he like, going to write? What's he writing yeah, It's now? just like, dude, you got to go check them out. And they did. And they were wonderful. And then I would also pile on a bunch of country artists. Um, Jake Owen, Brad Paisley. Um, oh, God, who else? Uh, Eric Church. I really enjoyed all of those guys. They really put on a great show. And then I saw uh, a performer uh, last week by the name of... <laughs> Chris Jensen. Chris Jansen, He was fantastic, as well as Thompson Square. And the last one I'm going to mention is our buddy Rick Monroe, who was on the show a couple months ago. All but of those. So dude,
0: uh, if we're going the if we're going the country route, mid '90s, yes, I got I got drugged to Garth Brooks, and it blew me away.
1: Okay, well there you go. Yeah, I mean, it, he didn't say specifically a certain genre. Yeah. And so I'm always seeing bands that I'm indifferent about then I walk away going, Wow, that's really good. Josh um, Josh Tofferson. How great would it have would have Animalized Asylum, Crazy Nights and Hot in the Shade have been if Gene had actually contributed something more than just below average filler songs?
2: I disagree. I yeah, I, I sort of disagree too, because I listen, it's no I, I make it abundantly clear. I love '80s Kiss. I love all of. I love Animalize. I love Look It Up. Animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade. Eh, we can we we could do better on that, but I love those albums as they are, as they are now. And by saying what you know, get Gene more involved. Well, that maybe would make the albums worse. Well, I think
0: I I think that the reason that people consider those filler songs is because all of the singles in the 80s were Paul songs.
2: Well, and but, you know, to to be fair to that comment, I think we also know from a filler standpoint, Gene probably was just. Phoning it in when it came to, oh, oh yeah, you you, you need 10 songs? Ah, here you go. Let me whip them out. Let me give you this. Oh, let me put the log in your fireplace. Burn, bitch, burn. There you go. That's my brilliant lyric. Here you go for Animal Eyes. And And brilliant it is. And brilliant it is to Izzy's ears. Um, You know, did – I don't think Gene really tried writing until Revenge. But,
1: see, there you go, though. So that's kind of, I think – if I can assume the angle that that guy is that um, Josh is taking, for me, I can tell you that through creatures, I didn't fast forward Gene's songs, but from "Lick It Up" Tell "Revenge," I did. I love "Good Girl Gone Bad." To me, that was the best thing that he did from '83 to '91.
2: I I think Gene's efforts on "Crazy Nights" were his best songs. Of sense, the grouping. Uh, yes, of that grouping. I, I distinctly remember when I listened to Crazy Nights going, okay, I feel like Gene Simmons is a little bit back in the saddle again. The lyrics are coming better. And more importantly, I was like, ooh, it actually sounds like he's actually trying to sing and not just guttural growl out what some of the stuff he was doing during the 80s. It felt like Crazy Nights was at least a a, a better effort on his part. He I really like shined his, on revenge.
0: I still like yeah. his stuff on Asylum. Any way you slice it, secretly cruel. Uh, th- th- there's great stuff. It's great stuff, and that's not me drinking the red Kool-Aid. That's actually how I feel.
2: I, right. I just I wouldn't want to change any of that stuff. I wouldn't. Right. I yeah, mean, they, they, you it, know, on a different thing. If they're, if you're talking about anything to change, I would love to see, you know, a resurrected version of some of those albums. Get Ron Nevison to come back in and let him remix Crazy Nights how he thinks it should have been. You know, I don't know if you can do anything to save Hot in the Shade. It's just...
0: Trim songs and remix it.
2: Yeah, cut a bunch of songs out and rewrite some of the lyrics. I don't know. Um, Asylum, I don't know if that really needs much work at all. No. Again, stop looking at the cover and the costumes and just listen to the music on Asylum I remember hearing that album going, wow, this sounds a bit like 70s Kiss again. So I, right. would, I, I wouldn't change much at all, if anything.
1: Um, Nigel De La Rosa, have you been approached or considered a Three Sides of the Coin book covering your interview and experiences?
2: Well... If we can get a hundred thousand dollars in pre-orders, I'd be glad to start writing a book.
1: It won't take us four years.
2: No, honestly, no. Um, y- 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 you know, we've got a crap ton of content—three hundred and I don't know, sixty some episodes. You know, averaging ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes an episode. There's a lot of stuff there. We just don't have the time to do anything with it. I mean, if somebody wants to approach us with a idea or a proposal to do it, we're happy to talk. But I don't know I you know, speaking just for myself, I don't have time to write a book. Let let alone go back and listen to these interviews and transcribe them and pull excerpts out of them. I, you know, we don't even have time to make the best of shows. Like, you know, you'll listen on radio when somebody's on vacation for a week. It's the best of. Uh, yeah. We just don't have time for it. All great ideas. Love to pursue them. Not happening by ourselves.
1: Um, Joe Santani would like to know, what would you like to see on kiss the box set part do more live recordings demos collection of rarities and bonus tracks from various releases and were you first let down once you saw how much previously released stuff was on the first one
2: i wasn't let down by the first one i thought the first one was pretty phenomenal um but i will add to that i'm not one of these guys who's got copies of every single demo ever released and it's been sitting in my library for years i'm not that obsessive so it was exactly mark um (laughs) 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 Um, what would i like i don't know i guess more demos more demos you know it would also be cool to do a live concert from every tour Give us a, the best recording you can find from the Creatures tour, the best recording from Lick It Up, the best recording from Animalize Asylum. Each of those that would be, that would be cool. Um,
0: you know, sidebars. I heard that the Asylum tour is the one tour there are no pro shot recordings yep. of.
2: Yeah, that's true. I think there's there's like a pro shot of. Three and a half or five minutes that they they filmed for a commercial, but they've they never hired a crew to film <clears throat> the entire show for a video release. Well, yeah, and 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 honestly, they didn't do that on um, any of their tours. Creatures didn't do that. Lick it up didn't do that. You could say Animalize did it, but it was MTV who did it, not Kiss um crazy nights doesn't have anything they 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 were they were kind of in financial a delicate financial situation through the 80s
0: i was working at universal for my first gig out here and i think i told you guys that i might have told you guys this when they were working on the re-releases the reissues um a couple years ago when they did the whole vinyl reissue gimmick Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually sent, uh, one of my supervisors who was working on that project because my thing was, is like, if you really want the hardcores to rebuy all of this stuff, you got to jazz it up a little bit. That was my idea. I mean, it, it sold very well. Obviously I was wrong, but one of my things was like an asylum put in the DVD of animalized Live on Censor, because it was never officially released in the United States. I thought that would have been something cool to, you know, to sweeten the pot a little bit to get people to buy it. But
2: you know, nobody
1: listens to me. It was released in the U.S., wasn't it?
2: No. It was released, it was, it was it was released, released on VHS. On VHS. And it was released. It, it's one of those. I'm not sure if it's counterfeit or, or official, but it was released in Brazil on DVD. I think
0: oh. it's counterfeit. It's got it. I'm I'm
2: I'm assuming it's counterfeit. I've got it on the DVD that was released there. Um, yeah, there there there's a lot of cool stuff that they could put in, and I I would be happy for a box set number two. I just I'm not a
0: fan of demos. They always sound like shit, and you're not used to that version. It's like ugh, just give me the fucking song. I know. Well, you yes. you know
2: you know what I loved more than the demos was on on the. Um, love gun special cd release a few years ago when they had um paul doing the talking about the song the <coughs> studio talk oh, okay that that i found more interesting because uh, sort of to your point yeah i don't you know it's cool to listen to the demo once but i'm not going to ever go back and listen to it again and again and again right, and right. again but something like Paul talking in the studio and how we want to record or, or structure the song, that's a pretty cool insight to what's going on in the studio and into somebody's mind. And, you know, you can learn something from that.
0: Yeah. If you want demos, listen to Hot in the Shade. There you go.
2: Well, and I kind of, for me, I could care less if they
1: do another box set because it doesn't interest me. To Izzy's point, the demos usually don't sound very good. So I would much rather have them re-release unmasked without keyboards. I would love to see DVDs like a, another Kiss um, video box set where they give us the Cobo Hall show, you know, when Cobo was closing, give us every single show from the cruises. Once number 10 is done, give us 10 years of, of shows from the cruises that that's the stuff that interests me much more. And I would I would also like to see them put out a really nice full length show from the end of the road on, uh, Blu-ray 4k.
2: I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah.
1: Those are the types of things I actually, I am more interested in because I still sit down and I'll watch the Vegas show, I'll watch the Motley final. I'll watch some of those. Billy Joel at Shea Stadium. That's the stuff I really enjoy, but it's got to be perfect. The Motley
2: final? They haven't played their final show yet. No, of course they haven't, but what they called
1: was the final. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, All right. So Kyle Hansen, our buddy Kyle, uh, we all know after the last show, it will not be the end of the band. What do you think their first move slash action they will do? Book a residency in Vegas.
2: Yep. I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean I sort of believe that this is the end of Gene and Paul playing live. It's not the end of KISS as a band. So we could all use our what ifs imaginations and figure out well what can KISS continue to do? Because yeah, the band isn't going away. I think it's just Gene and Paul are like, okay, we're not touring anymore. We we don't need to. It's it it's painful. It hurts us. We're old. Whatever it is, we don't need to do it anymore.
1: But I almost wonder if that then will spark interest for them in producing more things for the fans that we all want. Oh, like we were just
2: talking about I think so. I think it could. You know, and 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 it's been stated in interviews that Tommy and Eric will not stay in KISS if Gene and Paul are not in KISS. Right. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> but Tommy, I'm uh, I'm quite sure, is going to be in the KISS family forever. And now oh, Tommy's going to be able to spend all of his time doing nothing but researching new audio releases and video releases and deals for this and whatever. while Gene and Paul enjoy being co-ceos of this corporation and retiring and enjoying life
1: yeah but there'll still be plenty of kiss stuff to buy hopefully there'll be stuff that matters and it's not just dolls and action figures there's nothing wrong with any of that but i don't need stickers i want product i want live shows things like that that's the stuff that for me interests me the most um Steve Brennan, is it wrong of me to think that Kiss disbanded after Peter and Ace departed, and that the '80s and '90s Kiss was really just Wicked Lester 2.0 until the reunion tour?
2: Yes, it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not
1: wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, because you like what you like. It's, it's
2: well, no, it, it, it. You no, know, you're right. It, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but. What similarity is there between Wicked Lester 1.0 and Wicked Lester 2.0, as you claimed during the 80s? Zero. Zero similarity in anything there. <clears throat> you, you, you would be more right in saying that Kiss disbanded after Ace and Peter left and it became the Paul Stanley solo show through the 80s. That's more realistic, in my opinion. Boy, Izzy, you're either taking a dump or thinking hard.
0: No, I did something. Now the only thing I can see is you, which really, really sucks.
1: <laughs> I, uh, you know, I don't think it's wrong to feel that way. And we support all of that. And I, I just think that what ends up happening is when you box yourself in you miss out on some potentially great music that you might really like. And I'll be the first one to say that I am guilty of that because I boycotted Motley Crue when they put out the Karabi record. I I never bought the CD. I refused to go see them. And the same thing with Van Halen once David Lee Roth left. And now looking back, I actually like the Karabi record. There's some really good stuff on it. But I felt like you shouldn't have called it Motley Crue because it's not Motley Crue because Vince Neal's not there. And same thing with Van Halen. So, you know, there's two sides to all of that. But I don't think that you're ever wrong feeling the way you feel because it's just your
2: opinion. Stop being so nice, Tommy. No, he can you know. always leave it to me to be the asshole. It's well, what you,
0: it's what kind you of are.
2: Yeah. It's what you <laughs> okay. Izzy, so, we love you, man.
1: This one is a really nice what-if hypothetical situation. Stephen Christian Little Sammy, if Eric Carr had lived, as Paul has alluded, probably not in the band much longer due to his behaviors, would Eric have started his own band and been one of the singers, joined an established band, played thrash metal, become a hired gun like Eric Singer, Cozy Powell, or, Mark po- or Mike Portnay?
2: Fuck the tool. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, those to 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 be fair, those were the type of questions. I was like, boy, I hope we can avoid this type of stuff. I don't know. I mean, all of that's possible, sure. Well, I passed e- by a lot of those. E- 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 Eric could have easily joined another established band. Eric could have gone out and formed his own band. Would he have sang lead? I don't know if he'd be the lead singer, but I'm sure he would sing. Jesus Christ, Dizzy! What are you doing? We don't want to see that. No, no, no. What? See what? You're going like this to the camera. Uh. I think <laughs>
1: I think Eric, from what I could, what I knew of him, if I had to guess, I would say that Eric's Eric Carr would have been like Eric Singer, where he would be a hired gun. He would play in different bands, and he would eventually land somewhere. Like I could totally see him being the full time drummer for the Alice Cooper group. Sure. Something like that, where he got to play his instrument. He was a part of whatever it was.
2: Yeah. I mean, all all, all of that's all possible, uh, but we could all make up something, and it would be just as feasible, just as possible. Right.
1: Right. Um, okay. Raymond Bracoli. how did Mitch Lafon's last three-side show go? As I recall, Tommy brought a neighbor in for an interview, and Mitch just disappeared midway through.
2: Oh, boy! I kind of leave most of this to Tommy, because honestly, I don't remember exactly what happened in that last show.
1: I can tell you, because I remember some of that. So I had Scott Lawrence come on and join us, who's a friend of the show. Scott does a lot for us here in town. Scott was the one who went to Sensors and found the guitar picks taped underneath the tables. And Joe Sensor came out and started yelling at him. So he came on to tell the uh, story. Mitch was already upset about one thing or another. I, I, I,
2: think, I think that was after... Uh, and again, I don't, I don't listen to our episodes and God knows that was like, what, six years 65. ago. sixty five? I, I think Scott's show was after we did the tour book throwdown where yes. Mitch wanted to compare his tour books to my tour books. And I don't Michael think, I think I, honestly, I smoked them with my tour books and it didn't go over well. Um, So I kind of remember that. I don't remember what Scott did that would have pissed off Mitch.
1: It was nothing that Scott did. Mitch, Mitch was already kind of in one of those moods. So it just, look, at that point, it was the end. It was over. I was ready to leave. And I've mentioned this before. I was literally ready to quit within weeks because I couldn't take it anymore. Look, Mitch is a nice guy, but we just... All We can't work together because he had a completely different idea of what he wanted the show to be, which is fine, than what Michael and I wanted the show to be. We wanted to grow it organically, and we wanted you guys to tune in each week and feel like you were a part of something, like you're sitting here right now with us listening or watching. You're part of our group because we're not any better or different than you guys. The only difference is that we got behind the camera and the, the microphone has started doing these shows. But we're KISS fans just like everybody that listens to us. Mitch wanted to do an interview every single week without fail. And he wanted to interview some of these guys that, quite frankly, I have no interest in talking to. Just because you're in a rock band doesn't mean that you should be on this show if you have absolutely no tie to KISS. And so it just didn't make sense. And he got very angry about that. And he wanted to do his own show where he could do interviews, which is exactly what he does now. And then Michael and I went the way we went. And I'm we're grateful that, that we ended up with Mark and Lisa and Izzy. And it, it's, it worked out better for and Ralph and Ralph. Yeah, it just worked out better for everybody. It, it just did. So, look, I harbor no resentment against Mitch. He's a nice guy. We don't really talk anymore, but we don't really have that much in common.
2: I mean, what what I would what I would say is go go back and watch those episodes at the end there with Mitch because we didn't edit them. We didn't edit them to present anything different. Those shows back then are like they are now. One take, you see it all, burps, farts, ice cube chewing, all of it. So you could go back and watch the tour book episode. You could watch Scott Lawrence's episode. You could figure it out. Nothing with the three of us, meaning Tommy, myself, and Mitch, was ever scripted, pre-planned. This is what I'm going to do. You act this way. None of that ever happened. So things Mitch said were 100% what Mitch was saying. And you were seeing our honest reactions to when we would hear it. I mean, I still, I still laugh at when, when Mitch talked about when he brought out the Kiss Vaseline jar. That he puts Vaseline on his lips. And I'm just like, okay, I didn't need to know this. Or that when he went to Motley Crue's concert, he was staring at Mick Mars's crotch.
1: I remember that too, yeah. I was just
2: like, what? Why are you telling us this? Our reactions were real when that stuff yeah. is being said. Our responses to him were real. Nobody scripted out and said, Okay, Mitch, here's a bit. Why don't you act like you were staring at Mick Mars's crotch and then Mike will act this way and Tommy will come in and play play you know the good cop and this no, none of that happened. You you saw it as it happened.
0: Maybe that's why it didn't work because it wasn't scripted next.
2: Well, and so
1: but (laughs) but I want one last thing I want to say though. So think of it as as you know, you dated somebody. And you broke up. Well, you broke up and you each person moves on with their life. It is what it is. You know?
2: It is. Everyone's what it happier
1: is. for it. Everyone's happier for it. So, We're not going back, let's put it that way. Yeah. Darren Bubba Nielsen. I always thought you guys should do an episode on this, which I don't believe this would we could do a whole episode on this, but it's certainly a question we can answer. Why did it take 11 years between top 40 hits? I was made for Loving You in 1979 to Forever in 1990. There were plenty of singles released between those two that did not make top 40. Uh, You guys could give your thoughts on each of them and why it didn't happen or just give a short answer
2: on this. That's Why doesn't any song make the top 40 by any band? Uh, You know, there's so many factors involved in, especially back then when you were dealing with payola and all sorts of other stuff. I mean, maybe songs didn't go to top 40 because the record label didn't want to pay for the airplay. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, Or if it was legitimate, the song just didn't connect with people. It didn't connect with listeners. It didn't. It wasn't something they were calling up and requesting over and over again. It didn't work well with research. Right? Izzy, call out research. The listeners didn't like this song, so we're not playing it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many factors involved in that. That you know, if it was just a matter of doing A, B, C, and D to get a top 40 song there'd be top 40 songs off of every single album because you just follow the formula and 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 i think the closest a formula was created was the power ballad during the 80s yeah the formula of your first single a rock song you follow that up with a power ballad and the power ballad connects with the rock fans and then we cross it over to AC and then it explodes. But sometimes and, and, that just doesn't happen. And look, Kiss, reason to live, didn't connect.
0: Should have been on, huge.
2: Should have been great. With all the MTV airplay, you think it would have been. Yeah, just didn't connect.
0: At. Well,
1: and and if you're gonna say if you're asking that kind of a question, quite honestly, I, I'm less confused or surprised by the success of Kiss because they were definitely more of a rock album-oriented band. The bigger crime is some of the cheap trick singles that didn't make it. There is no reason Tonight It's You shouldn't have been a no. number one hit. That should have appealed to everybody. So to me, that's a much larger mystery. Um, this one's kind of an interesting question. Mark? Uh, Mansky will kiss play any part in your funeral for me yes I want aces fractured mirror played as they wheel me out of the church you know with the bells ringing and the beginning of the song etc
2: um I haven't really thought about it yet what I want the one thing I think is I don't think I want to be buried I want to be cremated But I love the idea that you can get cremated and have your ashes put into a vinyl album and have a song on there. I think that would be the cool way to go out. What song would I put on there? I don't know. Crazy Crazy Nights just to piss everybody off one last time. That'd do it. (laughs)
0: If I go while the uh, while they're still doing the Monsters of Rock cruise, I want to be cremated and my ashes spread on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Um, and when I die, I need somebody to destroy my computer. Um,
2: <laughs> I can only um, imagine what's on your computer. <laughs> um,
0: tell her that I love her. Um, my guitars, um, the V, to go back to Bryn where it belongs. Um, the rest of them can uh, the the telecast. You can go to Brian Ott and Les Paul can go to Ace Von Johnson, and um, then uh, give the rest of my shit to charity.
2: Not fun for three sides.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I'll I'll leave twenty dollars. For fucking Seven Eleven pasta to get to sent to each Dude, one of you fuckers,
2: you do that, and we will eat pasta in your honor. On I appreciate air. that. Yeah, even Mark will. I'll make damn sure Mark eats 7-Eleven pasta in your honor.
0: So yes. there, you you got my final will and testament right here on three sides of the coin.
1: <laughs> All right. I just saw Ace a couple weeks ago. I didn't talk to him. He was he's with L.A. Guns.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're really good. Really, really good. Um, all right. So I can't say anything about that one. I, I, got, I got nothing for you on, on that. I'm really sorry, Mark. I I don't know. I hadn't thought about that kind of thing. Um, so Gianni Attaviani from Florence, Italy, says hello to everybody. And he wants to know which bands would be perfect for to be covered by Kiss for an only covers album. Oh, God.
2: Please, Kiss, don't do a covers album. I hate when bands do that. I absolutely hate when bands resort to, we're going to cover a bunch of songs. It's like, you're out of ideas, huh? That's all you got left. You've done the live album. You've done the album with the orchestra. Now the only thing you got left is a covers album. And just, I have, I have no interest in listening to Kiss play an album full of covers.
0: If you want that, get the Soul Station record.
2: There you go. That's a good answer. I'm going I know. To
0: say
1: I said it. If I was given, if I could, could choose, it would be um, a myriad of artists from the 60s and 70s. I would have them cover a Beatles song, a Rolling Stones song, a Yardbird song, and move my way into the 70s. That's what I would do. Um.
2: I'm not going to go there. Izzy, I love this.
1: <laughs> okay, this one I think we probably don't know. Um, Frank Micucci wants to know, how did Kiss come to be endorsed by Gibson Guitars and Pearl Drums in the early days? Michael, you probably I, might have I, at I,
2: least... I, told- I, I The true answer? No idea. I would suspect Bill O'Coin reached out to Gibson and said, hey, could we get an endorsement? And they figured out how to make it happen. Yeah, that's how it works. They
1: got free instruments, and all of a sudden now it's on all of the uh, albums, which actually was very smart for Pearl and Gibson.
2: Well, listen, early on it may not have even been free instruments. It might have just been, can we buy them from you at wholesale cost, saving us a little bit of money, and we'll put your – you know, a lot of bands who aren't truly endorsed will put logos on their website and stuff because it looks professional to be able to do that. It creates a perception of being endorsed by all these big people. So maybe somebody else will come along and go, oh, I guess if you're endorsed by A, B, and C, I should work with you. Right. You know, right out of the box, for the most part, bands don't just get free free gear.
0: Not anymore. Not anymore. Back in the back in the day, they 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 you'd go to Nam and walk out of there with like bags full of gear. Not anymore. Here, yo, oh, you play here. Have this guitar. Oh, you're in this band. Here, have this bass. That's the way it actually was. Not anymore.
1: This one's interesting, and we've kind of covered it before, but since Izzy's on, I want to, I'm going to read this one. Uh, James Marcenek If Ace and Peter never sold the rights to their makeup and the return of the original Kiss back in 96 still happened, would Kiss have called it quits after the farewell
2: tour? I don't know. Why would they have, why, why after the farewell tour would they have had to call it quits?
1: Well, the piece of that question that adds or lends to that is the fact that he said if they didn't sell their rights to the makeup. Yeah,
2: because if they
1: own the rights, then they could say, no, you cannot use right. the cash. Sure, the, the sure. Man. But,
2: but I, also I possible they would have leased them to kiss I, them. Yeah, That's What I was exactly. going to say is they probably would sit here and go, geez, there's way too much money to be made if we don't license our makeup to Gene and Paul. So we'll license it to you to use. But I... I Everybody loves mailbox money. Yeah, especially oh. when you don't have money, you love getting it.
0: I, I, I love PayPal money, as he president at yahoo.com.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you made that really clear. <laughs> 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 um, okay, let me see. Um, John Thomas, do you think that Kiss's reunions help put the final nail in Grunge's coffin? It seemed like after the reunions was a success, um, you start to see lots of old bands reuniting and surge in popularity uh, for a lot of these older bands.
2: No. I think the nail in Grunge's coffin was basically the same type of nail that went into the hair metal
0: coffin. Yeah, you, you mean the 80s rock coffin?
2: The 80s rock coffin. Ah, you know, you. 80, that was, that 80, was... 80s rock was killed by the 3rd 4th 5th generation versions of point, poison's warrants um Motley Cruz, everything else where you're like Jesus how did these guys get signed they just look good but they're just a cheap imitation of this which is an imitation of that which was an imitation of that yeah people the got fed thing- up with that i think that happened to grunge and maybe a a shorter time frame but the record labels were just doing the same thing. Oh, my God, yeah. Alice Change is great. Let's find another Alice in Chains.
1: Right. Well, and I also think with the reunion tour, it's more perfect timing of nostalgia for that particular time in history. And it just so happens that KISS may have had something to do with the success of some of the other bands reforming that were from their era. But it would have all taken place, I think, regardless. It's just like fashion—how they're always changing things and bringing stuff back. So they were more responsible for just bringing back the interest in that era of growing yeah. up.
2: They—they—they—they they, 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 they did a—they—they they showed that nostalgia could sell. So if you were in a band that had nostalgia, yeah, okay. All of a sudden, it's like, well, Kiss got together. Suppose we could do it now too. Let's try and do a reunion. You know that that type of stuff isn't current, active, new music. Those are just bands going out for the nostalgia dollar.
1: Yeah, you and know, it's the, timing is everything.
2: Grunge, grunge, the grunge scene was new bands doing new music, trying to be original. It, it's again, the record labels just drove it to the ground.
1: Mm-hmm. Same thing with the new wave music that kind of took a took a bite out of classic rock. It, it, just not as profoundly as how grunge killed 80s metal.
2: I mean, keep, keep in mind, r- record labels, for the most part, when they find something that works, they want more of what works. Mm-hmm. And more, yeah, and more. It, and they they yeah. keep doing it over and over and over until it doesn't work. Then they just kick it to the wayside and find something new.
0: Yeah, it's true.
2: Um, it's true.
0: They, they fucking overdo it and they kill it. Yep, they, that's and then, just what they and, do. And then you get Creed. There you go. Nickelback. Nickelback.
2: Oh, come on, Izzy. A-W-A. Come on. Be real here, man.
1: Dustin Zener, if you were stranded on an island, what three, three KISS albums would you want to have with you?
2: That's a fun question. Izzy, you go first. Uh, A live one...
0: Uh, Alive 1, um, uh, uh, Rock and Roll Over, and Asylum.
2: Alive 2, Rock and Roll Over, and Crazy Nights. Okay. Alive,
1: Paul Stanley's solo album. Stroke
2: the boss, man! Stroke the boss! I love that record. Um, Tommy Strokes Mark all the time.
1: <laughs> Either Ace Fraley's solo album from 78 or Dynasty.
2: Wow. Potentially wow. two solo albums. Wow.
1: Yeah. Those are my four favorites. Those records.
0: If I could add a fourth, it would be uh, Unplugged.
1: There you go. Um, This one's great. This is Lorenzo Gonzalez. He is a friend of Mark's, lives in, uh, I think, the Detroit area. Huge Deep Purple fan. I met him not too long ago. Super nice guy. Uh, I want Michael to answer this question because it's funny as hell. Um, Lorenzo Gonzalez wants to know, would love to hear Sebastian Bach kiss stories and – I think I recall Michael saying Sebastian hated him, which is why you haven't had him on the show. Is this true? If so, can you go into detail as to why, other than we all know you're a
0: tool? Dude, you know I don't do podcasts, even if it is just about Kiss. But Brandvold is such a fucking asshole that I would never do this show because fuck you.
2: So, yes, it's true. Now, whether he still hates me, I have no freaking idea. And probably he's completely forgotten about it and doesn't even care. And I'm basically the same way. Um, but, yes, I don't know. Three, four years ago, I commented on one of his posts. And it started just this. He must have been PMS.
1: This gold. is it, what it he, was.
2: He started by attacking me. And then ended up attacking pretty much everybody else in that thread who was commenting. And he was just fighting with everybody. And it was, yeah, it was, it was comedic gold watching this. And, and after that, I bought a t-shirt that said, Sebastian Bach hates me. Um, look, if he wants to come on the show, he's more than welcome. I'd love to have him on. I, his autobiography was great. I loved reading his autobiography. It was an awesome look into Skid Row, but also a young Kiss fan. Will he do it? I don't know. That's where well, my
0: impression came from. I was listening to the fucking book on tape when I was when I drove home a couple years ago, yeah. and that's where I that's where I got it. It was literally thirteen hours of dude. There was Jack Daniels in cocaine. Well, I'm here It was so, awesome. But I look, Tommy, but before you keep going, I I do want to say this. I do that impression because I fucking love Sebastian Bach.
2: Right? Listen. <laughs> listen, know? if there's one band that I truly want to see get back and do a reunion, it's Skid Row with Sebastian Bach. I'd be all over that.
0: Exactly. And yeah. you
2: know, frankly, if this Motley Crue Def Leopard Poison tour wants to become really fucking cool, get a reunited Skid Row on that bill.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, dump poison and get Skid Row.
0: No, add Skid Row and keep poison. Yeah, no, I,
1: I would be fine. Keep so them then all. Then poison but... opens. Then Skid no, Row.
0: No, no, no. Poison's too fucking big to open. I don't care. You can say what you want about poison, but Skid Row with that lineup is definitely the opening band.
2: Yeah, I would agree they 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 would still have to be the opening band and may and maybe that's why uh, you know other than the hatred in within the band um maybe that's why it would never happen because Skid Row if they're going to do a big reunion wants to go out and do it as a Skid Row tour not right. as fourth band on a bill with Yeah, exactly. But but as as a music fan of a fan of the 80s that would be a freaking cool ass Lineup: Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Skid Row. Could you imagine that tour back in the 80s?
0: Oh, fuck. fuck. Well, you know what they should just do and just add one more and just re—you know revive the Monsters of Rock tour from 88.
1: But yeah. I'm skeptical that it's going to actually happen because it sounds like Motley Crue wants so much money to play each one of these
0: shows. It's not Motley Crue. It's not Motley Crue. It's Live Nation. They're the ones. They're the ones that do all of this. Motley's doing this because they offered him one hundred and fifty million fucking dollars.
1: So that stuff's accurate.
0: Yeah. Of this supposed tour that hasn't been announced yet, that everybody knows is going to happen.
1: Well, so we'll have to see, and we'll have to have you back later. But think of it this way: this is an olive, olive branch. Perhaps Izzy can talk to Matt Larson, and Matt Larson can talk to Sebastian Bach. And tell him that we would love to have him on the show. So there you go. We've extended the olive branch.
0: Well, I'm sure Matt will hear it so he can I don't have to. Well, I didn't know if Matt listens all the
1: time or not. Ah, he does. He does. He's really busy doing his thing. Yeah so there you go. You gotta think about the trail. You know? Um Marcel Leclerc, and I got I I really, really hesitate even reading this question because you want to watch a grown man grovel, cry, and beg you're about to see that happen right now? When will the three sides cruise happen, and will it and will an extended mark drum solo be in the sail Away show?
0: <laughs>
2: Listen, the idea of a kiss of a three sides cruise, uh, we we love it, and we we would love to figure out how to make it happen. Um, you know, to the point of, you know, every summer I'd go back to Minnesota, visit my family, Tommy and I'd get together. We'd do some meetup up in, you know, the Twin Cities area. Well, last year, my parents moved to Southern Minnesota. So now when I go back to visit them, I'm down close to La Crosse, Wisconsin now.
0: So you obviously automatically get drunk as you show up. Show up where? Close to Lacrosse because the, the the alcohol intake in Lacrosse just kind of floats over, and you automatically get. Oh, drunk. I,
2: I I have no idea. Is Lacrosse a big drinking town? It's
0: in Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I can drink beer in Minnesota as well. Why would Lacrosse have to do anything?
0: Because Scotties are
2: Twelve year olds in in Minnesota. <laughs> Is he? That 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 that's an example of a joke that didn't go over. Okay. No, that's Pasta because you,
0: works. you you don't understand comedy. Tommy got it. Tommy got it right away. Yeah, but he knows Tommy that didn't they're fucking out, drunks.
2: Tommy didn't yeah. bust out laughing.
0: Oh, he did. No,
2: he didn't. Inside, I did. <laughs> um. So Is he- so 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 because of that, like last summer, we didn't do a meetup because it was like I don't know where I'm gonna be. Do I drive three and a half hours back up to the Twin Cities to do a meeting and then I got to get a hotel, stay up there? We still want to do this stuff, but guys, we make no promises. We we take no money in advance for any of this stuff. We just kind of like spur the moment. Hey, I'm going to be there. Let's pick a date. Let's do it. The cruise would be awesome, like on Lake Minnetonka. Get a freaking... Rent a houseboat. We probably have to sell cheap tickets to get in on that to help cover the costs of renting oh, a houseboat. But you know, we could have—I don't—I don't know how many people can go on a houseboat. Twenty, thirty people on a houseboat, and we'd try and make a mini version of like a kiss cruise. So yeah, yeah. we'd we'd we we'd we'd have a sailaway show sitting on the end of the dock where. Izzy would be playing Ace Fraley acoustically or something. I don't no, know.
0: Riddle be, riddle be this. If if you could make this happen and you could get enough people to come up to do it. Remember when uh, 93X used to that party barge out of Stillwater? You I remember, remember on hearing
2: about it, but I was not there yeah. when that happened.
0: Yeah, Tommy, it's, Tommy, you've been on it?
2: Well, I haven't been on it, but I'm aware of it.
0: But, yeah, it was a, it was a huge barge. They had fucking live bands. And just do it as a big kiss tribute type thing, because then no, you would I, get more than just listeners on there. You could fucking pack that thing, and uh, have act play.
2: Yeah, no, I, I I think it's a cool idea. It, 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 we 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 haven't written it off. It's
1: it'd be great to get like act to play in like in Mister Speed or something like that. But here's the problem: whether you're talking about Yeah. You're talking about Lake Minnetonka or the river or whatever. It costs money. And these companies make a lot of money on dinner cruises. So, I mean, we even had an idea of getting Ace to come on the boat and having an exclusive, like, 100 people. And you'd pay to to be on there. And we tried to get rid of the food and just have, like, hors d'oeuvres and drinks, you know, and then you could spend some time with Ace. And we just... It's really hard to make it feasible and affordable. Yeah. That that ticket would have been two hundred bucks. Yeah. Now, granted, I bet a hundred people would have paid two hundred dollars to be cruising on Lake Minnetonka for three hours if we could have worked it out and gotten Ace Fraley on the boat. I'm not saying that he would have Absolutely. ever done that. But we've got cool ideas. It's just Making them physically happen is a whole other thing. We always have Izzy and Axe support and other people who will be you know, kind enough to come in. I mean, Brent said Flip would play all that. So that's well, here, never Well here's, here's
2: an idea. What if we pre-sold a Kiss cruise at any point in the future right now? And if we could raise $50,000 pre-selling ah. this cruise, we put it together four years from now, we got the money to do it. Brilliant.
1: There you go. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I'd like to see what happens to the people who have business models like that right now first.
2: <laughs> Smart ass.
0: <laughs> hey, can uh, I ask you, Tommy, before we go on, can I ask you guys something? So I was watching a show a couple of weeks ago and uh, there was a ad at the end of the show for Gene Simmons Cola. Um, was that just a random YouTube thing or is that something that you guys it's, hooked it's, up?
2: It's real. It's Gene Simmons money bag soda.
0: Well, no, no, I know that, but was it a random YouTube ad that came on after the show? Or was oh, that... oh,
2: within our show. Um, no, that that that's because they were on they were on our show. They sent us a bunch of free sodas. Um, oh, okay. and, and I said, listen, send me a video clip and I'll throw it in I'll throw it All in right? the end of the show.
0: Ah uh, you're really on the payroll, I knew it. Totally.
2: Yeah. Free totally. free root beer and cream soda. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> free diabetes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but uncle jeans like,
1: but make sure you charge them for the shipping. <laughs> of course. Um, all right. So this is similar to one of the earlier questions, but it's still, it's got a twist to it. Uh, Ben Silva, if you had a time machine, which concert tour would you go back in time to see? And it doesn't have to be kiss. <sighs>
2: um, Couple, there's a couple of them. I'd love to see Styx Grand Illusion tour,
1: which is 81
2: no, 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 70, 78. 78, 78, I think.
1: Okay, all right.
2: Um, that would be an amazing tour. Um, ELO's Out of the Blue, where they had the giant spaceship, I think that would okay. be freaking amazing.
1: Would you? Gear wise,
2: oh, again, that would have been 76 ish, something like that. Yeah. All right, okay, and 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 maybe throwing one more in there, cheap trick Japan tour for the Budokan.
1: There, okay, very cool.
0: Uh, kiss alive 2 for my kiss choice and uh, Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction, specifically February 8th, 1988 with Great White opening at the Ritz in New York, which became MTV's Live at the Ritz of Guns N' Roses.
1: Good. I would choose um, the time that the Rolling Stones played at Excelsior Amusement Park in 1964 on the west side of Minneapolis. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even
2: know that. Holy wow.
1: God. First time they played Minneapolis. My sister went to it. They played the Excelsior Amusement Park.
2: How many people? Do you have any idea?
1: I don't know. I never asked.
2: Couldn't but have been maybe, a lot because it wasn't maybe, a huge park. It's not yeah, like maybe, it had an amphitheater or anything. You know, like a hundred, wow. literally
1: like a hundred people.
0: Wow. Tommy wow. here, here, look, here, here's something I, cause we're all Minnesota kids, um, shows in Minnesota that you wish you could go back in time and see. I'm going to go, uh, Elvis in 1950, I think it's 58 at Roy Wilkins and in Minneapolis the same day, um, and then the Beatles at Met Stadium.
1: Yes, I was going to say the Beatles, but I was going to say instead of the Met Stadium because I knew there's no way you'd have a good ticket. I would say the the performance on the Ed Sullivan Show in '64 for the Beatles.
2: But but but, but, but is, you know, to, to, Tommy, yeah, you're breaking the rules. You're playing Mark's well, tour. Well, they're on tour at that. No,
0: but 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 my 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 thing was in Minnesota,
2: a show right. in so, Minnesota. Right, so I could
1: answer that one. In Minnesota, I would have gone to see um, the uh, Yardbirds play at the eighth floor of the Dayton's um, Dayton store in downtown Minneapolis.
2: 1960 what, what did they do that for? Was it a promotion? They were tour. Something? They were on to, no.
1: They were on tour, and they had apparently they had shows there every once wow, in a while. The wow. Eighth floor. It was an they auditorium.
2: My my mine oh. mine would be the one I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Kiss 1979 that oh, me
1: Center. See. Yeah, that was a good one. Um okay, let me see. Uh oh, there's another one of you out there. Jordan Davidson. Mike, what are your fa- three favorite songs on Crazy Nights? I also love that album.
2: Um <laughs> yeah. I love it's I nice. love I love Crazy Crazy Nights. Yes. I love No No No. Um I, I even love My Way. I mean, I, you know, to me, KISS has always been a positive band, and My Way is a great positive tune.
0: Uh, hell to Hold You, Turn on the Night, and Reason to Live.
1: I would agree with you. That would be my three.
2: I, see, no, I... Sure. I, 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 I it's hard to pick three because "Good Girl Gone Bad." I love. That's a great song I mean, and I love. I love the yeah. three songs you just listed. I mean, that's yeah. why I love the album. Yeah. Does it's any, not a great I, song. Hey,
0: do either of you have uh, ESPN Plus so I could log in with your login and watch the Wild game right now?
1: No. No. Sorry. Damn. Damn, get, damn it! Go, go go get the Cody app on your Fire Stick. or go me. to go to Reddit and NFL streams boom it'll be right but, but, there
2: but but you know you know that that, that 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 reddit is killing the NFL streams subreddit thread because they've gotten too many legal notices about it yeah so they're moving
1: it offshore somewhere yeah, else they're,
2: they're, if you go yeah. if you go to the NFL reddit NFL streams subreddit or whatever you call it there'll be a little message at the top that says we're killing this but here's the link you go to and it's a third party website Yes, beautifully to go there, and you can get all, all major sports.
1: Yeah, because I have a chip on my shoulder about that because I paid for Dish Network all summer long, and the whole summer last year, or this year, uh, they were fighting with Fox, and FSN North was gone. I didn't see one Twins game. So that's what I would do is go to Reddit, and you'll find it. Um, Danny Siegelman wants to know, could you bring back Mark showing cool stuff from his collection? I missed that
2: so do we honestly. he's lazy he's just yeah he's freaking lazy. yeah i mean he's more interested in running out to get something to eat than to share his kiss collectibles
0: well that's actually what we're doing right now i'm actually part of mark's kiss collection so that's why i'm in here today i this is the this whole show is that segment
2: why the hell would mark want to collect you because i'm damn important In your own mind, you are. That's right.
1: Izzy's his skin-sewing dressmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Joseph Graves wants to know, Kiss My Ass was an eclectic mix of covers. What song or song stood out for each of you?
2: Hard to say, because I probably listened to it two times, and I've never listened to it again.
0: Uh, Garth Brooks, Hard Luck Woman.
2: I
1: didn't like the record at all. And I would say that I would, I wish they would have. Yeah. I wish they would have um, been able to have Madonna record. I was made for loving you. That would have been cool.
0: I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the record.
1: I really Two you did. shit artists on it for me.
0: Oh, Anthrax is terrible. Kenny go no,
1: Anthrax. So. Anthrax was fine. They were great, but they're one of the few and Garth Brooks. But for the most
2: part, you know? It's not an album I would listen to when I'm like, oh, I feel like listening to something Kiss. Oh, I know. I'm going to listen to Kiss My Ass. It's like, I I never would go to that album for enjoyment listening. I listen I to like it. I listen to it because I bought it when it was happening. It's in my collection. But if I want to listen to some Kiss music, I'm listening to Kiss do the Kiss music. Right.
1: Um... Colin Mosley asks, "What Kiss song should have been a much bigger hit than it was?"
2: Um, answering for Mark Chikine, "It's my life. It's my life, man. That song should have been released <laughs> as a single." He's mental. About that. That um, what? 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 Kiss song should have been bigger than it was. Um, first one that came to my mind, and we've already mentioned it. "Reason to Live" should have been huge. Yeah. Should have yeah. been much bigger. Yeah, I yeah.
0: mean, if we're if we're going down the ballot route, I mean, because um, it was at the tail end of that um, ballot, power ballot era. Um, uh, every time I look at you,
2: that's another great one. I mean, and and and, yeah. and honestly, it kind of has to be a power ballot because yeah, you're not going to get a You're chance? not going to get unholy breaking into the top forty. Right. By, by any band it, that that stuff doesn't break into the it's the power ballad that crosses over to adult yeah. contemporary radio that cracks the top 40. So, yeah, that was a great tune on Revenge. Reason to Live was great. Um, obviously, Hot in the Shade performed with Forever. So
1: I'm surprised Hold Me Touch Me wasn't bigger.
2: You know, but that... it
1: would, it would have been radio friendly for the time. You could see yourself roller skating to it.
0: I don't hear that as a radio song. Great song. I just don't hear it as a radio song.
1: Um, Chris Mirabel wants to know what kiss album took the longest to grow on you? Something you couldn't stand at first but you grew to love.
2: Hmm.
1: I'd say the elder for me.
2: The Elder, I had no problem with it even when it first came out. I mean, yeah, it was shocking and it was different, but I I enjoyed it. Um, uh, okay, being real honest, Unmasked. Unmasked, I hated, detested that album when it came out. There was nothing good about that album other than it was by Kiss. The cover sucked. The songs were weak and poppy, but now... I actually enjoy listening to it.
0: I'm, I'm going to say Asylum. There was a long time where I was like, Egh. And a lot of it was the mental image of that record. And then when I just sat down and listened to it a couple years ago, when I was doing my uh, my Kissmas as I was driving, making everybody listen to all the fucking Kiss records, I was like, oh my God, this, record, this fucking record rules. And yeah
1: there's a perfect example of not judging a book by its cover because you don't always know that's the thing, you know, but you can't not, especially with a band that like them, you're going to look at that cover and go, what the hell? You know, they did not boring you.
0: Is he? No, 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 no.
1: He's stretching for later.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's comedy. That's comedy.
1: (laughs) Um, Now this is a real hypothetical question, but I feel like it's it's fair to ask because I want to give Eric Carr his due because people still really are. They care care about him, liked him, were curious about him. Tim Sturgeon, why did Eric sing young and wasted on the Animalized tour? Random just always wondered.
3: I got no clue. Well,
1: I think I remember reading an article where Gene said, well, we wanted to give him something to sing during the show, and that song vocally worked well for him. Now, whether I'm right or not, I don't know, but there's a good homework question if any of you guys know the actual answer to that. Izzy, you got anything?
0: No, no fucking idea. No idea. It was probably just one of those. Eric, you want to sing a song? This one work? All right, cool. Do this one. Right. um okay well, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on because i mean if you look at that i mean the 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 peter era peter always had songs that he sang in the set now they can still have a drummer sing
1: right yeah, yeah. so it makes sense this is one of my favorites uh joel beaver since bob is going to be at the final show do you think ed cannon will make an appearance <laughs> i'd love it um christopher nelson tommy mentioned that mitch leaving renewed his interest in the show can he elaborate more Yes, I will answer that question, even though we talked about it a little earlier. Mitch, um, Mitch didn't have the same uh, direction or interest that Michael and I had, and I was frustrated, so when he left, there was no more fighting, you know? And I can honestly look you in the eye right now on camera and say to you, since Mitch left, Michael, myself, and Mark, have not had one terse word between us. We've had a few disagreements on how are we going to present this or what are we going to do, but it was always very level-headed conversation that we were always able to resolve what we were trying to do where all of us are in agreement. And we've had some pretty odd, sticky things going on over the years with some of these things that have come up, and we've, we've done really great to stick together. And that's huge. So that was what it was. It, 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 it just changed everything for me um, after that chapter was done.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it, that was a period of time where Mitch basically was trying to recast the show how he wanted it to be. And we weren't having that. I mean, Tommy and I started this. It was it was basically tommy's idea we brought mitch in as the third we knew what we wanted to do and we we fought hard internally amongst the three of us to not change what we wanted this show to be and he wanted to change it and that was that was causing a i mean even before he finally quit there were other episodes where he threatened to quit he threw fits, all sorts of other stuff. And it was mainly between Mitch and me. And Tommy always was the guy who came in and was like trying to calm it down, save the show. Let's, let's, let's work this out. Let's make this happen. And that final, that final little online fight we had in a chat, Tommy this time was like, I'm not saving it. I'm not coming back in. I'm not I'm not smoothing this over. I'm not gonna fix it so Mitch doesn't quit and then he stays. It's like okay, quit. Yeah. Best
0: thing that ever happened to this show.
1: I was so miserable by that point. I literally, like I said earlier, I was within I was within weeks of quitting because I was so exhausted exhausted trying to solve the last go round of problems we had. We I actually typed up a contract between the three of us that divvied up what we were going to do and what each person's responsibility was for the show. Because at that point specifically, and still to this day, this show would not be anywhere near as popular as it is if it wasn't for Michael. Michael is the heart and soul of this show. He manages the, the putting up the podcast. He gets us. I'm the one who pisses people off. Well, yeah, you're really good at that, but you're you're the heart and soul of it in respect of you really make this engine run because you have that deep knowledge of how to get us everywhere. So any person out there that is a rock band, country band, artist, whatever, if you need someone to help you with online social media and understanding budgets and putting together online shops, anything digital, Michael is your guy. And look at the success of this show, because if it wasn't for Michael, we would not be where we are right now. It's true. And I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Mitch didn't seem to really think he was, didn't care one way or another. And so, like I said, once he left, it was just a breath of fresh air for me. And I have nothing personal against Mitch. He's a nice guy. We've always gotten along as far as being able to talk back and forth, but we just couldn't, the three of us couldn't keep it together. And
2: and and I would add, in these past episodes where Mitch has said, let's do a reunion, come back, Let me. let's all get together, let me come on the show, it'll be fun. I always am the one that ends up getting the public heat of it's not happening because michael says no the truth of the matter is it tommy doesn't want to do no a recording with mitch
1: doesn't i don't and granted we've taken some shots at him but it's always in fun it's never meant to to be serious we poke fun at each other and we poke fun at each, at each other on the show you know so it's never meant out of anger it's never meant to make them feel bad but i want no part of any kind of of reunion so to speak because there's no reason to we have mark now and we have izzy and we have lisa we have ralph we don't need it's it's good the way it is why why, why fix what's not broken okay we got two questions left until we end this awesome episode
0: this has been great
1: next, yeah the next one well, I'm glad you guys, you could have joined us today. The next one's from Chris Mercer. What are your true thoughts about Vinnie Vincent?
0: Um, Vinnie Vincent is an amazing guitar player. I think he's a great songwriter. Um, the guy has, um, just to get his head on straight.
2: That's simple. He's an absolute amazing songwriter first and foremost. Brilliant at writing songs. Um, His guitar playing, many people love it, think it's great. It's not my cup of tea. I have no love for that shredding style, as Tommy would say, bumblebees. Um, Having sex does nothing for me, but it works for other people. That's great. And, yeah, he he needs to get some sane, legit management around him and put together a real plan as to how he wants to come back.
1: When we went to Atlanta, after years and years of talking about him coming out of the woodwork and We would talk to him and all of the stuff that transpired, including, you know, me making jokes and whatnot. But, you know, he's that's what comedy is. And that's part of what we've lost now with the political thing that we're in. Comedy isn't funny anymore because even the comedians are fearful to tell a joke. I mean, to this day, my favorite, favorite comic is Don Rickles. The guy was amazing and he ripped on everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So we show up not knowing how this is going to turn out. Vinny couldn't have been nicer. He was super um, open and you could talk to him about stuff. We had some really good, honest conversations. He treated all of us with respect. We did the same for him. And I felt like we got along really, really well. Same thing when we went to Petey's uh, Spooky Empire, even though there was some problems He was still really nice to us. We tried to accommodate him as much as we could. We had some really good discussions and things went well. After that, one day he sent me a message that he was upset with us because we let Bob Rock come on the show, who is another super talented musician, super nice guy who had a great book. Bob was really reasonable. He was good to him and he was honest Vinny said, "If you wanted to know the answer to these questions, you could have just asked me." Consider your delete button pushed. I haven't spoken to him since. I have no idea what that means, other than I know he's pissed at us for whatever reason. Uh, the Bob Rock thing, which I felt bad about, in the respect that you know we were getting along well, and I wish him well. I, I want him to succeed. But I think the key to this whole thing is is that he's the type of person that a lot of musicians make this mistake, and I bet you, Michael, you'll back me on this, where they hire people that are fans, yep. help them with their business. You, If you're an artist, you have to hire somebody that is able to disconnect from that if they are a fan of yours, and take care of business at hand. And Michael has said it a hundred times. When he was working at Sony and working with Kiss, he wasn't asking for autographs. He wasn't hanging out with them. He was there to do his job, and yeah. that's what he did. And I feel like there's too many people around him that or were at, at one point in time that were just yes men.
2: It's still, Aaron, at that He still has that. that, that okay, that's he, my big issue. He surrounded himself with the wrong people.
1: Right. And then when he ripped on Chris Cisnack, I'm like, OK, there's also some other issues there because Chris has got to be his number one fan, you know. And he came out and ripped Chris after he canceled the uh, Nashville thing that he was going to show up at. And so then at that point, that's where I kind of lost respect. What I had. For him, because if he's going to attack someone who has been nothing but 100, uh, 100 percent supportive of you and your career, that tells you something about what's going on.
0: Right. I think honestly, I think Vinny has uh, a little bit of uh, something that Paul Stanley has too is uh, sensitivity issues. Um, Very oversensitive. Obviously, obviously, if uh, you know, if, if you ask Bob Rock questions and he replies to you says well you could ask me these questions consider yourself deleted that's obviously has to be you know part of his problem
1: right and like i said when bob came on you guys can listen to the episode to promote the book that he had out bob couldn't have been nicer and he was honest but he didn't throw Vinny under the bus i thought he was very objective and just basically told the story from his personal point of view and being that he doesn't drink and he doesn't use drugs he had a really clear memory of everything going all the way through the vinnie vincent thing into the slaughter thing and i found it to be fascinating his book is great too by the way if you haven't picked it up you should pick it up um and that's essentially what happened so i don't wish him any ill will but at this point what's the point in making any effort to promote him you know this feels like jury duty (laughs) (laughs) Is <laughs> okay. um, right. you're the best last show last question for the show all right uh, rich hardman wants to know why um why do you think kiss stayed relevant after all these years considering music styles have changed
2: so much um, they tried great... to jump on every trend as it's changed
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. well after you know i, I think that obviously the thing that obviously saved, you know, saved their careers and made them what they are now is a reunion. And it's now they're in that legacy act and they've, you know, it's considered one of those quote unquote legacy acts and people know what they're getting and people, fans are fucking stupid ravenous. And I'm not saying that as a shot. I mean, cause I'm one of those stupid ravenous fucking fans too, you know, and we just want to keep seeing it over and over and over.
1: I think it's because they're special. If they weren't special, you guys wouldn't be here. And because they're special, they give fans more than many other bands do. And that's what's kept them relevant because the fans have continued to support them through, right. through bad. Why do, people,
0: what why, why do people keep going see, going to see the Rolling Stones and paying that kind of money to see them in a stadium? Why? Because the Rolling fucking Stones. Yeah, it's the same thing. Amazing. Why? Because it's fucking Kiss.
2: Yeah. Yeah, ki- ki- Kiss by now, have tapped into people's emotions and memories. Yep. Big time. And any product that can tap into those two areas is going to succeed because people love remembering the good times when you were young, when you were in high school. You want the feeling when you heard that song. And and Kiss was there during the 70s. At that time when people, yeah, my first kiss was with Beth. I remember, you know, making out in the car and hearing rock and roll all night. Whatever it might be, you're bringing back those memories. And that's what nostalgia is about, is reliving those good times that you had. And they're able to bring those memories. That's why the show looks like what it does. That's why the makeup is exactly what it is. Nobody's going to have a good memory Don't take this the wrong way, about Eric Carr's makeup, Vinnie Vincent's makeup, the giraffe's makeup, whatever it might be. They've got great memories of those four characters. When they were in high school, they remember getting drunk. They remember puking. They remember having sex. Whatever it might be, Kiss was soundtrack to our lives back then.
0: I once made out with a girl named Beth in a church confessional.
2: Was Beth Plain? Of course. With you?
0: Have you not seen Detroit Rock City? Come on!
1: (laughs) The only difference is the one that Izzy was making out with had a huge Adam's apple. Yeah.
2: Great cock, too. (laughs) There you go. All All right. All right. So, wait. That was the last fan submitted question. Izzy. Why don't you do a hit and run? Is there anything you want to ask us true. as the show or individually?
0: Eh, I'll, I'll throw this out to both of you. True feelings on the Motley crew coming out of retirement.
2: My true feelings. It doesn't shock me one bit because I never believed it was a retirement to begin with. I never believed the band broke up. This is not a reunion because they didn't go away. Um, I Never believed that contract meant anything. It was exactly. all a marketing stunt. It was great for PR. Yep. Um, so they're they're back. Yeah, you know, they got some mud in their face having some of the quotes that Nikki and Mick said back then. But you know what? They don't care because they've got $150 million in their bank account. That yep. says, I don't really care if I look like a fool because I said you could have free tickets or no amount of money would ever make us reunite. Listen, here, if somebody offers $150 million to Three Sides of the Coin on the condition that Mitch Lafon rejoins the show, he's fucking back.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say Go ahead.
1: Well, uh, I have mixed feelings. I'm thoroughly excited. I didn't think it was over back then. Nor did I, do I care that they're coming back for whatever reason. I'm glad they're coming back, but I have my concerns. Uh, Vince has got to do something.
0: Yeah, he, he has been.
1: He he's huh?
0: He has been good. Uh, apparently, uh, Trunk said that uh, he's seen some recent photos and he's already losing a lot of weight.
1: Well, it's not the weight that bothers me. Oh, well, yeah, guess- but. I'd like I, to slim down, slim down for his health, but he's got to start making an effort of actually singing.
0: Well, look, look, the the with if the weight comes off, the voice will improve because it, yes. it's it's a, it's, a, it's a health thing, too. People forget about that. You know, they I think, agree. oh, it's just he can sing or he can't. No, you know, oh, dude, she used to be great, but then she got fat. She can't sing anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's but, but she's I, unhealthy. I not unhealthy. And I'm not picking
1: on them because I am happy about this, so oh, yeah, I yeah, want yeah. this to happen. But I think that that's a critical piece of this. Um, the thing I don't like about it is I don't like the stadiums. Now I know they have to sell this as a package, and it's nothing against Def Leppard or Poison. I am there to see Motley Crue, and I don't, I don't like stadium shows because it's really hard to get a reasonable seat. And I don't even mean from a financial standpoint, just get a good seat where you can actually freaking see. Those are my issues. But I'm glad they're back. But having said that, if they're going to headline something like this and they're going to get that kind of money, they goddamn better well play at least two hours. And they got to start digging a little deeper like they did on that Carnival of Sins tour. I want to see Red Hot. I want to see Bastard. I want to see... All of those songs yeah. that are some deeper cuts, it's not just a 70 minute set of the best of. Yeah. There
2: you go. No, no, no tour is a farewell tour unless somebody dies. Yeah, sad. Leonard
1: Skinner died in a plane crash, and they're still touring. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. but, but, but.
2: But I I guess my point is, as long as every member of any band is still alive, a farewell tour is not the farewell tour because some amount of money will make anybody get back together with their worst enemy for three months, for six months.
0: Yeah. And everybody that's pulling these quotes from back in the day, one, like you said, it's entertainment, it's kayfabe, it's wrestling, and it's it's the loser leaves town match or the retirement match, whatever. But here's the other thing: I think at that time they didn't think they were going to play again. You know, I think they honestly believe that. Look, we're moving on. This is done. All of a sudden, three years later, three years removed from the final show, which I was at, on a mandate with Stevie Rochelle. <laughs> um,
1: that ought to be interesting.
0: Um who was top? Every, well, me cuz you know Stevie's a, Stevie Stevie's a Brett Michaels wannabe so uh you know um anyways
2: Oh yeah, that's you. right. Back back to how bands killed 80s hard rock. It was the wannabes that wanted to be Brett Michaels.
0: I I was giving Stevie shit. He he was giving me shit about something. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that as soon as you start your Poison tribute band." Oh wait, you already did that in the 80s. Um Nice. But I—I'm I, let, let me say this. I love Stevie. Stevie's one of my best friends. Listen,
2: I love him for no other reason than he's from Wisconsin. Tough is from Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, yeah. but that also means he's a Packer fan. Yeah. Well. But uh, but yeah, we thought it was the last show, and I was at the last show. Am I mad they're going to play again so I can't say I was at the last show? Goddamn no, because I want to see fucking Motley Crue.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the other piece of it, too, that I'd like to mention, and this is pure speculation, I think part of the reason that they got back together is I think Nikki Six was hoping that 6am would have risen higher than it did. Bad. And it maybe plateaued a little bit. And I think he misses the whole Motley crew thing. And I'd be willing to bet you he probably had something to do with getting all this rolling and again absolutely. pure speculation i don't know absolutely
0: that. and i'm gonna say this one thing that i am you always say uh check this out check this out check this out one thing i am very excited about when it comes out is the mick mars solo record
2: oh yeah oh, i, I yeah. can't wait oh. to hear that i can't wait it, but, but it but, is going to be good you, you know i mean just like i didn't believe the contract when they sit here and go, oh, you know, the reason we're back is because all these new fans discovered us from the dirt. It's like, no, that's not true either, people.
0: I think it may be a little part of it. Uh, No. I think. Hold on, Mike, Mike, hold on, hold on. Queen right now is the biggest they have ever been in the United States. Why? Because of that movie. Sure. I'm not saying it's the— But they never
2: went away. They've they've continued to tour before, through, and after that.
0: I know, I know, but I'm just saying— is that it's not the main reason, but I think it's a little part of the reason.
2: I think it's 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 the perfect sounding reason to to state why a band is going on tour because it's for the fans. It's, no, for, it's for the, the fans. It's for the money. It's no, for the money. No,
0: but but you but you you have to admit that there is a very large percentage of people that had never watched anything by Motley Crue, listen to Motley Crue. They might know a couple songs. But then they saw the movie and they're like, holy fuck. Because sure. there is, there is, there's there's a lot of people. Because when I'm driving that fucking lift, you know, Motley will come on and, dude, did you see the movie? I'm like, yeah, dude. He's like, dude, that was amazing. I didn't know. Was it just the, a movie? No, like, oh, dude, that was, shit was
2: real. At the end of the day, there's one reason why this tour happened promoters were begging. For the band to tour because they know how much money they've made in the past, they know how much they can make, they know the 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 classic rock era bands are are few and far between that are going to continue on here. We're all at the end of everything. It's a promoter going, well, shit, it's worth 150 million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Live Nation threw that offer out, and the band is like. That's 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 a lot of fucking zeros to say no to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And look, it, it's like it, it, it's smart on Live Nation side because, I mean, you're running into a stalemate of the same fucking bands headlining everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we need a little fresh blood that everybody knows. Fuck it. Let's give Motley one hundred fifty million dollars and see if they bite. And oh, 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 oh. And now we got Motley Crew. Right.
2: Yeah. And, 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 and let's be honest. Poison needs this tour because Poison isn't doing phenomenal, huge numbers on their own.
1: They're a soft ticket.
2: They're a soft okay. ticket. Um, Def Leppard's had their definite ups and downs of over touring and touring with Poison in the past, and touring with you know. So, so this is this is a great package for Def Leppard and Poison, without I question.
0: They toured two years ago, and they did with Tesla, and they did fine. Yeah, and that was that was sheds. Yeah, you know, I wasn't fucking stadiums. But they did fine, and it was a great tour, and they sounded great. You know, and Poison does this every two years. It seems like that's when they go out and play. It's when
2: when when Brett gives in to the rest of the band's desires.
0: Dude, what do you mean gives in to the Bobby doesn't need it. Bobby saved his money.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about it.
0: Yeah, it's look, it's it. just something they they do it every couple of years. You know,
2: yeah.
0: and Brett doesn't yeah. need to do it because he does well on his own. No,
2: I. That's what I mean. He does. Right. He does more than well on his own, and Look, and not I having never, to split the money with, you know, four ways. Right.
1: I never had issues with Poison. I liked them when they first came out. I liked the first couple of records. My issue more came after the fact when I hear heard some things that were less than great about the inner workings of that group of people and just like when i'd see a couple of the brett michael solo shows he had pictures of himself up on stage and it's like dude yeah. really you're well, better you're better, it, than, it, it's, say, you're better than that just come out and play a rock show let's you know let's let's keep it together here you know but i think the three of three bands together will make a really great night of rock and roll and i think it'll be wildly successful but again like i said i really am bummed about this whole stadium thing because like it'll probably be at at target field here in minnesota if they come here yep and target target field can be okay but you have to be in that dead center section somewhat up close or you can't see shit
0: tommy uh you were talking about how you went back and listened to the motley record with uh karabi go back and listen to the poison record with kotsen
1: oh i like that record yeah, I I was fine through all of that. It's not the music. And I didn't have a problem with other people saying that Poison sucks when they're listening to Metallica. None of that affects me. It was just more the... the It just kind of things got tarnished for me later on. I get it. You know? So,
2: but... Hallmark. Is, is. Well, all right, I, I've got the first one. And this is going to be a challenge. How many... Post-it note messages can you can you reveal that that can you remember that Izzy had on during this show? And this is you gotta be watching for this. Yeah. So if you were listening, you're it it won't do you any good.
0: Right, exactly. Um uh, I I have homework too. Uh send five dollars to Izzy Presley at Yahoo.com via PayPal um and you will receive you will receive the Izzy Presley Way's Voice directions. There you go. <laughs> I learned very well from Gene.
2: Yeah, you're searching. <laughs> All right, those. so if you sent $5 to Izzy, that's your homework question. Yes, I yeah. sent Izzy $5.
1: And then you have to answer the question, What's what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, why yeah, Why did you too. do that? Yeah. yeah. That too? Uh, no, just I
1: think homework should be, aside from what you just mentioned, just respond to any of the questions that we ask. Yeah. What are your feelings? What do you guys think? How would you have answered that question?
0: Listen to you being all
2: rational. That's Tommy's role. That's that, that, that that that's yeah. his bit in this show.
1: Yeah, I have yeah, the two that... crazy fuckers that I have to deal with.
0: Um, but huh? before before we do go, um, uh, November, uh, December second, Monday night. So there'll be if the audio is out by then. Uh, if you're in Nashville, come to uh, the basement east. I'm hosting Rare Hair. And uh, actually, doing a song with Troy, Lo- Troy Luqueta from Tesla, which is kind of cool. Um, nice. And then uh, December sixth, which is that Friday, I will be in uh, Rockville, Minnesota, at Stoney's playing with AC, a tribute to Ace Frehley, along with Minnesota Pete Campbell, Matt Salina, yes, so, um, and Mick Rotella.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of near St. Cloud, yeah. Rapids. So are are just-
2: you are you are you going to have um, tour t-shirts? The Izzy Presley Winter Tour. 2019 no no
0: no 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 uh, but i i can definitely make some of those and sell them on on uh, teespring uh.
2: <laughs> i think it would look funny two dates yeah that
0: that is actually good that actually the izzy presley tour <laughs>
2: the izzy <laughs> three presley dates. three yeah. dates
0: three dates because december 7th a saturday night i will be in little falls minnesota at the uh uh the cabin fever bar and the steel toe comedy show and you know, you, no, you, know, you, know what, you know what you could do on the back,
2: back? For for all of the dates around and between those three shows, you can list them all and then just instead of where you were, you could just write lift, 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 <laughs> lift, lift. lift,
0: lift. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, so get out and support our brother if you happen to be in the area. Because I know we have, believe it or not, a lot of uh, listeners in St. Cloud. Yeah. All places. Yeah, so uh,
2: Brian better go. Brian, yeah, it,
1: it, Brian, if, Brian might show up. Yeah, you know, maybe Morgs. Who knows? Maybe she'll bring uh, Cherry with her.
0: Cherry. Oh, Cherry. 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 Oh, Cherry. He he played yeah. with us on the last run. Oh well, there you go. See, so you never know.
2: So there you go. You got your homework. Oh, Izzy, plug your yes. show.
0: Uh, another effing podcast, and you can find that on Spreaker and uh, iTunes, and uh, it is now on Spotify. It is on iHeartRadio, Radio. Um, it's on YouTube, but it's just audio, uh, which is unfortunate because I am so goddamn good looking. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then follow me on uh, all the social media at Real Lizzie Presley, all the way across the board: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and the Facebook show for the for the podcast is another FM podcast. So Easy thank you guys. This is a lot of fun.
2: It's always fun, awesome. is it? Yeah. yeah.
0: We have a blast. We do. Yeah. Oh,
1: and yeah, uh, I, hope, I hope every one of you by the time you listen to this had a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. And now we're all in the Christmas Hanukkah and holiday spirit.
2: And and I just want to wrap up Please, if you get a chance, head over to iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. And if you're watching us on, a, on YouTube, in that lower right corner, there's a little red subscribe button. Click that button so you never miss another episode of Three Sides of the Coin.
0: That's right. And then $5, Dizzy Presley at Yahoo.com. And,
2: yeah. PayPal. If you have an, and if you have
1: an iPad or you have an iPhone, you can download the app. Name of it again.
2: Station Head. Get the Station Head. Head app, and you can tune in right now. Go to Station Head, search for Three Sides. You'll find all the Kiss music's already broadcasting. And when we do live shows, we will announce it. You'll see it all over our social media. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a a a dry run. I don't want to make a big deal out of it because we're we're still working out, we're getting fantastic. used to how it works. Um but go listen now. You can get you can get 24/7 Kiss music. Hours mm-hmm. of it. We'll cuts. do another
1: installment of Tommy and Kyle go to see a Kiss concert. We'll do some cool shit.
2: Yep. All right guys, that's it. One more sticker. What's it say? What
1: see. he's going to what he's going to look for for dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Izzy, we love you, man. Yeah. We love uh, you. Thank you, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming, brother. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.
0: of the show go
3: to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of three sides of the coin thanks download your free free copy of the kiss school of marketing 11 lessons i learned working with kiss the number one downloaded business book on noise trade go to books.noisetrade.com slash michaelbrandvold You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin.
0: So you love the show.
3: Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.